Hello. Yeah, here I come. <laughs> it's a Clydesdale. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, March 9th, 2014. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 598. This is No Agenda. Drowning amongst the hipsters and douche knuckles visiting FEMA Region 6. From the Tower Sites Hideout in Austin, Texas, in the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I'm out of bottled water, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. <laughs> yeah. You should not be drinking bottled water anyway, John. Who cares? Well, it's... Says who? Well, it's, uh, it's much better to filter your water and uh, and have a... I like it. This brand is good. <laughs> what brand do you drink? Crystal Geyser. Oh, that is nice. Well, it's uh, South by Southwest, everybody. Yeah, I was just there. <laughs> yeah. Have you been tweeting from South by again, John? Yeah, I've been <laughs> tweeting. I just flew back in this morning to back to California, but I'm going to, after I do Leo's show. Yeah. Back you're you're going to oh, you're going to go right back. I I actually I spent a little time looking at the tweets from uh, from South by. My goodness. This is what a dumb show this is. <laughs> by the way, attention, attention all South by Southwest attendees. Internet advertising is a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Got to let them know once in a while, and they're going to start believing their own hype. If you just do a search on Twitter for hashtag SXSW. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me give you a little sampling, shall I? Yeah. A little yeah, sampling. let's read some tweets. Uh, okay. and here we are in the No Agenda show, ladies That's and gentlemen. Right. We're let's, reading tweets. We're going to read which, some tweets. By the tweets. way, it could be a show. 75% of adults not adhering to doctor's advice. South by hashtag SXSW. Seriously, this is this is what it is. What was that? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, these are the tweets. Uh, let's see. Get a sneak peek at what's to come in beautiful death at the hashtag GoTex exhibit. <sighs> it's just everything is dumb. <laughs> I'm telling you, every, and, and, and Ms. Mickey, uh, she's like, hey. Hey man, you got to get me into some of these events. I'm like, what? Well, no. What events would she want to go to? I think she wanted to see Lady Gaga. She's going to be uh, doing a keynote. <laughs> <laughs> She's about to come in and beat me over the head now. But here's the here's the funny thing. Lady Gaga's doing a keynote. Well, and Mickey's got to go see it. <laughs> well, she should pound. Let me let me one. let me lock the door. Hold on. <laughs> But the, here's the funny thing: it's, it's she's not actually doing a keynote, but she'll be interviewed uh, oh, for a keynote panel that's by Lazy Man's keynote. But wait, oh yeah, it's the best kind of keynote. By you sit there and they ask you stupid questions. Yeah, but it's the interview is by John Norris, and of course I know John Norris. You know, we worked together for I don't know eight years at MTV. Okay, but I and I and I said to Mickey, I said I will lower myself. If you wish, I will lower myself to his level and ask if he has any way to get you in. He's a dick. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, he's he rocks. He rocks, the guy. As long as he's got the free ticket. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Nah. So anyway, it's it's interesting. There are some people in town, so we'll, you know, it's it's just weird. Although it rained like crazy yesterday, it's like a complete washout. Well, good. Got that crap out of the air for you. Uh, no, the mold is super high. It was, um, this, is, this, of course, is also my wife. She went to the, uh, she drove like 20 minutes to go get my medication. What medication? 
Um, quercetin, ointment? Yeah, quercetin nettles and mold mix. That's the only thing that helps. I was literally feeling faint. And you, you do remember what happened with the, with the mold uh, allergy? I, I sleep for 18 hours a day. So you have a mold allergy and you have to take nettles? Yeah, a quercetin is that. The nettles is just a, it's nice to have, but it's quercetin really, which is an anti-inflammatory. Oh. Yeah. Cooking turmeric too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, well, mold is bad. What kind of mold are we talking? Leaf mold? Yeah, yeah, they're like the mold from trees and whatever, wherever it comes from, yeah. Oh, you're doomed. Yeah. And those of you who are listening a couple episodes behind, um, which I think a lot of people really are two episodes behind on the, on the No Agenda show. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, you are not allowed to email any articles unless you are au courant. <laughs> You, yes, that's a, absolutely. That is a, a solid rule. Yeah, we get we talk about something for maybe hours, and then somebody sends us. Hey, you know, like, hey like, man. all babies are now going to be born with two heads, and we we discuss it and discuss it and discuss it. <laughs> a week later, we get a memo from one of our producers. Hey, look at this! <laughs> Can babies you are it? being born with two heads. You are, however, always allowed to tweet articles if you're behind, so that I can then retweet and ridicule you. <laughs> that is that is okay. This, you know, I was, I'm kind of on a Twitter trip here because um, we had this uh, this plane disappear, this uh, Malaysian Airlines flight. I, I by the way, I solved it. Whoa. It was hit by that ICBM that Russia launched. Um, there are. Oh, you didn't think that was silly? You must actually. Think something like that's going on. Well, <laughs> how about space wars? Can we go there? <laughs> well, because I was I was reading through the Twitter again, and Twitter needs to do something. They need to have Boolean search, uh, like you can do with Google, where you do a minus. Um, well, here's the things I would like yeah, to and or plus and all the rest. Of right. Because um, if you, if you just do hashtag uh, what is it mh three seven zero whatever the flight number is, you really need to be able to omit. So sad, pray, OMG, God, and Allah. These are the tweets I do not need to see anymore. Ah, and, and it's it's so, people are so weird, the things they will say about this, about an occurrence like this. I never really have done this in a big event. Go look at Twitter. But everyone's just like, so sad, so sad. I don't even know what's going on yet. The Facebook is it. Uh- Facebookization yep. of mm. Twitter. Yeah, this is Facebook to me. This kind of a little crap, bit, little bit. Yeah, which a little is bit. one of the reasons I don't like Facebook. Is mm. it's too much. And you're the one that brought it up. Yeah. You know, somebody says, "Oh, my dog died," and then the next thing you know, "Oh, your dog died." <laughs> well, no, you got to like that. <laughs> Sad. Yeah, I like. It. I like. I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh. Well, okay, so this is a perfect example. Um, now, you're old enough to, to have some experience with this. Have you ever had where you think, like someone pops into your mind who you haven't talked to for, I don't know, maybe six months or a year. They don't live in your town. But you, like something is, you, you, briefly you think of them, and then two days later you find out the guy dropped dead. Have you ever had that happen? Did this just happen to you? Yes, that happened yesterday. Okay, who dropped dead? Robert Pino. Who was a friend of ours in Los Angeles, a Dutch okay. guy, and 55, 56 years old, drops dead of a heart attack. And I know, and, and two or three days ago, I, I, I recall him being in my head, like, oh, you know, well, next time we're in L.A., look him up, whatever. But not, maybe not even that. 
And then all of a sudden, uh, my daughter says, oh, did you know Robert Pino passed away? I'm like, yeah. And so, and of course, you know, the thing I'm not going to do is go on Facebook and go, R.I.P. so sad. Even though I am. But it's, you know, then you see what people do. It's strange. I guess, I guess it's a modern way of mourning, I presume. But it's, I don't know. So anyway, have you ever had that happen to you? Probably. Hmm. It feels crappy. 55. Well, then you, you had a precognition? It feels crappy? No, the precognition is, is, that's not the problem. It's just 55. Are you kidding me? No. Was he on, it was, was he bad health or what, what happened? I don't know. I hadn't spoken to him for a year. Oh. And I feel bad. I could have saved him. Dude, <laughs> dude, drop some weight. Yeah, that's an old thought. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, anyway, that's, uh, yeah. That's a bit of a bummer. I guess it happens as you get older, just more and more people die off. You just hope, do that. You hope you're not one of them. No, it could hurt the show. So the... <laughs> So the uh, and by the way, I, I, last night Mickey and I were talking in bed because you know you you were, she it's, it, actually I met him through her, uh, and I said you know I, I'm not I'm not I, I don't feel sad sad like I want to cry sad but I'm bummed out because he was a fun guy you know it was, it was weird you know it was like what well, he was always doing something he had, he had a TV show lined up and and you know all kinds of things he <laughs> was going on and yeah yeah I'm working with Robert De Niro hey, this one of those guys it was funny though. And he and and he actually has done a lot for me and for my uh, for uh, for Mickey and uh, for my daughter. Um, but uh, what what was we were talking about you? And I said, well, if John if John dies before me, I said hey. I, <laughs> I won't really care so much, you know, regarding the show. I miss talking to you. That's all. I think I would just really miss that. You know, I'd find something else to do. Hooking or something. Keep the show alive. <laughs> no, I'd be. No, no, the show will be dead. It'll be over. I can coast for a month or two tops, maybe. <laughs> but then I have to find some other work. Uh, but I would miss you. I would. Oh, I'd yeah. miss you too, Adam. No, if no, you, you, no, you wouldn't. Or if uh, you were executed. So, the, <laughs> so the, <laughs> that would bother me more, actually, because I'd be concerned that well, I don't know, maybe I'm next, or, or I guess the, it would I'll be a little run. annoying. Yeah. Mr. Adam Curry, go, Mr. Curry, now! So this, um, this Malaysian aircraft. Now, I do want, of course... Before I mean, you go there, before you go there, hold on a second. Oh. You're moving ahead oh. too fast. Well, we were I'm already on, there. You I, already had the ICBM theory. <laughs> I threw that in. But that, that ICBM, I'm thinking, is more and more fishy. But let's go back <laughs> to the Twitter thing. So oh, okay. I opened my Twitter because you brought the subject up. And here's a bunch of – there's like – I guess the big – you know who the big celebrity must be at uh, – the big celebrity. Never well, forget, well uh, no, I, I can tell you. I can tell you exactly who they are. The big celebrities are uh, Ashton Kutcher's walking around. Um, of course, we have uh, – Julian Assange was on the, the Skypes, and it was boring. Yeah, we heard about that. And Snowden is going to be on the Skypes. And apparently there's somebody screwing with the Skype connection. Oh, sure. It's, it's even what I, they said. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then uh, Lady Gaga. But she's not roaming around. No, she's not roaming around. Um, uh, everybody's here. Roaming Steve Case, uh, Eric Google. Oh. Now, Robert Duvall. Really? I got two pictures of him. Here's one from Tech uh, Technology in USA Today. Mike Schneider, live with Robert, in the photo. <laughs> live with Robert Duvall. And another <laughs> one is, here's Ed Bag. 
Uh, can't resist a selfie with Godfather Consigliere Tom Hagen, a.k.a. Robert Duvall. Mm. And Duvall looks like he's 90. Oh, yeah. In fact, he doesn't even look like Duvall. When I saw this picture, I said, who are these two farts? And then I, and it's, oh, huh. Well, yeah, it's, well. It's, it's funny you mention that because at a certain point, you know, when men grow older, they become distinguished and they look, you know, they look distinguished and they sometimes they start to look better. And then there's a tipping point. Right. And this well, tipping point. <laughs> well, um, my I, tipping point. Oh. I watched that. Uh, I watched that Chicago Land, uh, uh, the first series of Chicago Land on CNN, which is produced by uh, Robert Redford. And I, I don't know if is there no one in Robert Redford's group uh, who can say, "Hey, Rob, Bob, Mister Redford, chapstick." <laughs> I mean, it looks disgusting, and he's and, and he's producing it. So it was a close up of his head, his full screen, and and it's, his lips are all like cruddy, chapped, and you know, it's like, ugh. It's very. Well, he's up in the Colorado mountains most of the time. Chapstick. That's all. It's chapstick. Re just re wreaking havoc on his already wrinkled to death face. Do not go on television with your cracked up, crackle, crumpy, crusty, literally crusty lips. It's like he had a, 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 a glazed donut, and there's crust <laughs> in the... Oh, it's just disgusting. Hey, you're complaining about my analysis of the <laughs> Academy Awards last show, and now you're going off in this direction? No, I, I wanted to get into Malaysia. I'm ready to talk about... Look, okay, I, okay, I'm done. Yeah, My wife has already divorced me for outing her on the Gaga thing. Well, she'll get grief <laughs> about that for sure. No. If it were easy to go, I'd go too. If I'm going to go see a <laughs> keynote, the one I want to see is Gaga. There's <laughs> ah, good to Gaga. Some Pulitzer. There, hey, there's a couple Nobel <laughs> Prize winners giving a talk. Now, nah, now, nah, Gaga. <laughs> Shut up, John. That, now you're making me look bad. Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the Malaysian thing. Um, there's a couple of things I'd like to set out. First of all, this is interesting because... The, the plane seems to have just disappeared. There was no, um, you know, it, it went off quote-unquote radar, which isn't really radar. It's a, uh, it's ADB, uh, ADS-B system. So, the, you know, there's, there's different systems that we're looking at here, but we never saw, uh, it just, the, the systems went off, stopped communicating as far as we know, and uh, there was no drop in altitude or any of that, and uh, that makes it very complicated to the point now where there's even... Uh, discussion that maybe uh, they had some event and they turned around and tried to land somewhere instead of uh, crashing into the water. Who knows? And and we really really don't know. But this is this is different from normal. It's, it's a little different than the Air Air France uh, accident, for instance. We just have more. We have less, much less data this time. Um, Nothing. Now I will say that we have three Boeing stories in a row, and we are always on the lookout for the Airbus versus Boeing. So it's certainly being taken advantage of because it started with the the, the hairline fractures in the Dreamliner 787 uh, carbon fiber plastic wings, which you know I'm not a fan of that. Uh, then we had the Malaysian. Well, I'm not a fan of Boeing's outsourcing their whole product <laughs> to, around to the world and then <laughs> yeah. making a piece of crap that costs three times as much as if they made it right up here, up in the yeah, in, yeah. in the Washington State area. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then we had an emergency landing. Uh, a and it's, that was, oh, it's a Boeing. It's a Boeing. I also will say I've never been a fan of the triple seven. I never liked the idea of long haul with just two engines. 
Yeah. It just never really. And they're big, these huge engines. Yeah, I know. So, um, you know, nice plane. that's a nice uh, cross country plane. It's very comfortable. Yeah, no, I'm not a fan of it. Um, so I'm I'm kind of I'm looking at it from a, obviously from an avi- aviation angle. There's a couple of things I I know for sure. One, the passport thing. This is uh, abnormal. Uh, the, the ICAO system. ICAO is the International uh, Aviation Organization. Uh, everyone's a member of it. The the passport system, which is a part of the airlines, is pretty rock solid. You know, when if your passport is stolen. Unless you haven't reported it, and I'm pretty sure these passports were reported stolen, um, there's a flag worldwide. So for two or three or four, or we don't even know exactly how many uh, people to board with these stolen passports, makes no sense. This is really very difficult to do. Getting in and out of countries, maybe that, that might be much easier, but actually using it to go from one country to the next the airline will uh, catch the, it should, and this has been going on since, I think, I think this system has been in place for, uh, for 20 years. I mean, yeah, and this is going into China, too, which has yeah. other restrictions. This, this is it's sophisticated. This system is not, you know, like some new thing. Um, so that's, it. I'm not, I'm not glossing over that too easily. It's like, oh, just some stolen passports, no problem, hop on board. Uh, then one of our producers, producer Jonas sent me, uh, I think he sent it to you as well, uh, not wishing to add to the pain or throw out wild conspiracies about yesterday's 777 crash. You likely already know that two of the passengers were traveling on bogus passports, etc., etc., etc. What you may not know is that uh, the timeline, the same, so he says yesterday, we got this two days ago, other major news broke in the country. And this concerns the former Deputy Prime Minister Anwar, Anwar bin Ibrahim. Now, this is a very old, ongoing story. Uh, I think 15 years ago, the guy was uh, apparently caught um, uh, sodomizing uh, his wife's limo driver. And uh, uh, so he was uh, removed from his position on charges of sodomy. Uh, Homosexuality, of course, is uh, against the law. I'm not exactly sure of the law in Malaysia. Um, uh, He went, uh, you know, so this is... He he hasn't really been in jail, but this has been an ongoing process. He uh, uh, joined the opposition party, which I know is pun intended, but he joined the opposition party. And uh, in an upcoming election, he was about to become the chief minister of Selangor, the most uh, populous state in Malaysia. Then yesterday, so this is the, you know the same time this accident takes place, or that we hear about the accident. Uh, his charges have so he was. Um, uh, acquitted, the charges have been overturned, which means he will have to go back to jail for five years. So I started looking into this guy, and this guy is a CIA favorite, or at least he was. And this is why I I going, hey, maybe we can tie this in somehow. Um, and it, you know, it, WikiLeaks uh, released his um, his bank accounts. This guy's got like eight million dollars in uh, the Bank of Israel from the Mossad, of course. He got ten million dollars in Citibank. He's got he's got millions of dollars everywhere. And lo and behold, when I went to look at the State Department briefing, there's our buddy Matt, and he, of course, asked the question. Now, this is before the we uh, before we knew about the Malaysian airline incident, whatever it is, which which literally happened that night of this questioning. So these things are always just coincidental, but you got to ask yourself what, why, how. 
And if we have stolen passports that got through, maybe someone who didn't want to go to jail was traveling on a stolen passport. I don't know. It's possible. But here's uh, Matt talking to Jen Psaki about this case. Uh, Interesting. Uh, Well, we, of course, given how lengthy it has been, have followed the trial uh, very closely over a long period of time. Uh, The decision to prosecute Mr. Anwar and his trial have raised a number of concerns. This is her. uh, She actually uh, she had to look in the book to find the statement to read. But here it is regarding the rule of law and the independence of the courts. In this high profile case, it is critical for Malaysia to apply the rule of law fairly, transparently and apolitically in order to promote confidence in Malaysia's democracy and judiciary. Uh, The ruling also comes on the heels of the February 21st conviction of another opposition figure, Karpal Singh, on sedition charges that also raised concerns. Uh, While we have a strong partnership with Malaysia, uh, we have raised, of course, uh, the Anwar case with Malaysian officials and emphasized that uh, fairness, transparency and the rule of law are essential. Uh, to to have the confidence needed in their judicial system. So do your concerns extend beyond what you you seem to be saying are are concerns about political motivation to the Mm -hmm. actual offense that he has been convicted and sentenced of? You seem to have strong opinions about anti-sodomy, anti-gay laws in places elsewhere like Uganda. Mm-hmm. Um, do you make the same case with the Malaysians? So this is interesting. And Matt, of course, again, there was no knowledge of this accident, but he is pointing out the obvious that the, these guys are favorites of the State Department, i.e. the CIA, uh, because he's saying, hey, how come you know, you're, not, uh, you get, you're not talking about you know, the, the anti-gay laws that may be on the books there? You know, there's no big deal about Malaysia. You know, is this guy kind of your buddy? You want him to have fair treatment because, you know... I don't have all the details of what he's been sentenced on. I mean, I've read a little bit about it, but not probably enough. Um, <laughs> Blowjobs, Jen. Blowjobs. And obviously, when I he was first arrested, you were probably too young to know what it was that they, I mean, <laughs> what a blowjob was. This goes back. <laughs> I was a much. <laughs> no, it's 15 years ago. She probably well, who knows? Younger yeah. man, you might have been in grade school still when when this first <laughs> this whole that, thing Matt. started. Um, but you, so, can you check to see if you have raised the issue of the actual law that he has mm-hmm. been convicted and sentenced of? As uh, I understand that there are the political concerns sure. too. You didn't, um, I mean, you talked about the importance of things being handled apolitically. It used to be the U.S. government's position that the prosecution of Anwar Ibrahim was politically motivated. Is that still your view? It is. Okay, okay there we go. Uh, so it's just like that point, by the way, you know, there's all the you know, anti-gay laws in Malaysia are extreme and why the, nobody makes a fuss about that. But they make a fuss about all the other ones uh, because we like the guy there. Yeah, yeah we yeah, like we yeah. like that guy and we've Little given tr- we've given him money. Um, so, you know, I, the one thing's for sure, when you ask anyone on the street today about Malaysia, they're not going to say, hey, wasn't that guy like arrested <laughs> and then they overturned it and tried to throw, throw him in jail? No, you're going to hear about the plane that never came home. And I think we well, need to keep our you, eye on that. Well, if the plane didn't crash the, and you ask somebody on the street, they would say, what? <laughs> what? 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 Where's that? Yeah, well, that I, whatever happened to this aircraft, that's, you know, honestly, uh, I think there's a bigger chance it never took off. That's more likely than any other uh, anything else I've heard. 
Well, then where are they going to get, where are they getting the radar signature or whatever oh, it was that they saw? It's a website you're looking at. I thought this was official documents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, you show you show me, I mean, I, I would know where to get it if I had access to it, but this is all just internet stuff. Who knows? Who knows? We do, there's there's been no heat signatures, no uh, no sonic uh, indications. Oh, they found a, some oil, which is of course an old gim- gambit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the it's old from the World War Two movie. The old oil slick. Eh? That's what they Empty do with the, the tubes. <laughs> the submarine Put your trick. laundry in the tubes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, some, some furniture. Break it apart. Yeah. Oh look, there's a bunch of laundry in the water. They must have sunk. Looks like a direct hit, Captain. Yeah, exactly. That is, the, that is just about the oldest trick in the book. So, anyway. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this. But Twitter is unusable, that's for sure. Twitter. Twitter has always been unusable. I like <laughs> no, it Sometimes was. you get an early warning of a news story that's breaking. Yeah. But by the time, you know, everyone says, oh, you know, all you have to do is get Twitter. Just follow Twitter. That's where the news is now. That's where all the news is and all these these bullshit pundits, these old guys who never use a computer in their life and they really like their iPad. Yeah. They all think that Twitter's the, really the future. And yeah. uh, even though they work for newspapers, many of them, that's just, that's ludicrous. Yeah. Speaking I of- mean, the South by Southwest news, I think you, I think you summarized it. Oh. Just a bunch of garbage. Well, it, it's just one big promotional Although thing. I have to say, I did not know that Gaga was going to be there. No, th- this was just when announced today. I fly today. back tonight. <laughs> you're going to be pissed because you're going to no, miss... No, I'm going to... Is she talking today? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think it's um, tomorrow, I think. Oh, I'll be able to yeah. catch it then. Yeah, all right, good. Hey, uh, but speaking of, uh, of uh, court cases, our knight in New York who um, was arrested for his drone posters... Yes, if, and which we're supposed to get samples of and never did, unfortunately. Well, he's been busy. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, those idiots. Uh, completely uh, exonerated. All charge, all charges have been dismissed. Good. Now you can do another set. <laughs> <laughs> really, we got some new art ideas for you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, why don't That's we... That's a long... That happened like two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, They t- were great, those posters. These things, yeah, these t- things do take a long time. Well, the problem was he had a... A twenty-two under his bed or something, but I think the search was illegal. That's why he. That's why the charges were dropped. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yes. Anyway, yes. South by Southwest. Kill a cat with one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I would like to just early on here, John, like to thank you for your courage and uh, give you a hearty in the morning. Hearty in the morning to you, Adam Curry. Also a hearty in the morning to all the ships at sea. Boots on the ground, feet in the air, subs in the water, and all the dames and all the knights out there. And also to our uh, artists, I f- uh, somehow I it slipped my mind to thank Joshua Pettigrew for episode 5, 9, or 6. Which was a great piece of a art. a great piece. Martin JJ on 5, 9, or 7, thank you both very much. NoAgendaArtGenerator.com is where you can always find uh, the submissions. Uh, we may not, of course, there's no way we can use everything for the album art, but it shows up in, uh, obviously, in newsletters. Uh, there's also the, uh, the the No Agenda album art book on uh, the, the iBook store, uh, also downloadable as a PDF. I'll put the link uh, into the show notes again. And in the morning to everyone there in the chat room, uh, noagendastream.com. Uh, good to see y'all, y'all uh, showing up uh, for today's extravaganza. Um, unlike uh, everybody here at South by Southwest, uh, we do not think, uh, in fact, we know we're not going to make any money advertising. Uh, advertisers would run away from us the minute they heard the first 15 minutes. 
Right. They uh, can't put up no. with this. <laughs> Therefore, we are very happy that we have chosen for the value for value model people uh, who are produce this program and literally do produce it by uh, supporting us financially. And we have a number of executive producers and associate executive producers to thank today. We do, as a, fact, as a matter of fact. Let's thank the executive and associate executive producers for show 598, two shows away from show 600. And we do have a show 600 uh, donor, Anonymous, from South Dakota. Uh, I believe this is, uh, I, I, it says Anonymous from South Dakota, but I believe it could be Warren Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Could be. Hey, boys, talk them trains up a little bit more, would you? All aboard, trains good, planes bad. So this would be anonymous number one for the 600 Club. It's very possible we get more. Yes. Anonymous. In fact, we had, didn't we already have one anonymous? So this would be anonymous from South Dakota, which is exactly the title. Yes. All right, good. Sir David Foley, uh, 598, and he made a vote. We The newsletter went out, of course, uh, Saturday, and it had a voting uh, system whereby you would put in it uh, between the numbers between one and five as pennies in a regular donation, and they would count as votes. Mm-hmm. And four, I believe, was uh, one of the selections. I don't have the newsletter <laughs> okay. in front of me. So the- <laughs> I should wow. open one, I Great, guess. John, the one that you wrote. Yeah, great. Um, so yeah. th- this is about uh, Easter weekend. Um, I had requested uh, in a meeting, a company meeting, a stand-up meeting, I requested to have uh, that Sunday off. And, of course, uh, we still want to have some kind of programming. So we have as options, uh, we do a show on a different day. Uh, we do a um, uh, interview show. We do a clip show. Or d- you don't let me go at all. I think. Or we move the show. We do you move, move the, the show. show. Move the we, show. Yeah. There's there's no do the show, and, and if number five is means we we just go dark, <laughs> and we got a number of votes for that, which I don't know if that's a good <laughs> or bad thing. Okay. So all right. So what is for that? Oh, you just you'll keep the tally going. We'll we'll know. Yeah. Uh, when it, after we get to the main part, we'll we'll discuss this, and when we get more numbers, we can start to discuss it. Good. But uh, that's David Foley, who I went over and visited. He's down in San Jose. Oh, nice. And uh, chatted, and he never he didn't send a note in on this uh, 598, but I'm sure he's, he really wants some. He, he's got a, a cute little company called Nanotech down there that sells the 4K screens, and he's going to have a little streaming device, which will oh. stream 4K. And uh, that's cool. he's lining up... Um, Content providers. For the I know, streaming. I know. He he keeps uh, his his suggestion was uh, to uh, have Skype uh, of the show <laughs> and stream that. I'm like, don't you want something pretty on these screens? You, you don't want us. Well, you can put it on there for people who want to just listen to something. It's not going to. Yeah, hurt no, anyone. but he wants the Skype video. He wants it's 4K. Oh, we're not it's, doing video. It's the video. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. You said he suggested this a couple yeah. times that we should yeah. put the put the cans on our head and have the big <laughs> mic in front of our mouth and yeah. sit there yakking into a microphone as the, as though that's entertaining. Just so you know, um, I I've only been to John's house once, and even when I went there, I wasn't even allowed to. I have not seen his studio or Who's, office or whatever it is. Who's all me? Yeah, you you wouldn't let me go upstairs. No, the place is a mess. Yeah, so my why studio would, is a mess. Right. It's a messy studio. Yeah, so no one and else would be able to see. I would hear nothing it. but knowing you, 
I would hear nothing but grief about it. Was that really the reason why you didn't let me go? Because you were afraid that I would give you grief about it? No, no, I wasn't afraid. You knew. <laughs> you just knew for sure. I knew. All right. You're kind of a neat freak. A lot of people oh, don't realize this. Oh, you don't even think so yourself. No. But you have, I mean, no. we've talked about this before. You have Tourette's, and Tourette's always, there was, there was a great special on Tourette's on the PBS. And they, one of the things that's an earmark of Tourette's people is they're neat freaks. Well, this is not me. I'm not really a neat freak. That's what, I know, this is this is classic neat freak. Yeah. You know, it's like you go to somebody's place, the place is clean as a whistle, and there's a one piece of dust somewhere, <laughs> and they apologize for it, saying, I, you know, I'm not just, I'm just not that clean. I'm sorry, there's a yeah. piece of dust here. No, no, I am not, I'm not a neat freak. I also don't have the cool, the cool swearing kind of Tourette's. No, you don't. Well, very few people have that. That's a myth. Ah, that's the best kind. Well, there's that one. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's the most amusing. I was on an airplane once. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Bomb, I bomb, bomb. Terrorist, terrorist. 9-11, 9 I was on an airplane with a Tourette's guy who uh, they had to take <laughs> off the plane. Really? He had to, <laughs> they had to remove him from the plane? They had to remove him from the plane. Oh, that sucks. What was he doing? Well, bomb, he was bomb. sitting in, in, in first class up front. Yeah. As people were coming in, and he was cussing at him. <laughs> he was he was just cussing away like a like a man a bad out of I just I, 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 I want to move on with the donations, but you know, from time to time, I do meet people who also have some kind of mild form of Tourette's, and it's really funny because. You know, then I'll be ticking a little bit, and that that person will be doing their head thing, and and I just I always imagine what it must look like to a third party. <laughs> it's like what kind of mating ritual are these guys into? This is really weird. But we, but you know, the Tourette's people always recognize each other, and you don't go like, "Hey, you two. You don't say that. Just like, no, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, tick, tick, tick. All right. Anyway, okay, onward, I'm, I'm onward. Well, let's give him some karma. Let me give him some karma. karma. Let me give him karma. Thank you very much. You've got karma. Sir David Foley. Uh, Duke. Duke. The Duke of Silicon Duke, Valley. Duke of Silicon Valley. And, Paul uh, and he'll, of course, be uh, the 5, 9, or 8 club. Yes. Yeah. Paul Cowan, uh, 522-24 in Glasgow. I have a question for you, though. Yeah? Why would uh, Warren Buffett be in South Dakota? Isn't that where he hangs out? Isn't that where, Isn't from is, Omaha? where he has his big meetings? Isn't, Isn't that the from... big meeting? Or is that no, Nebraska? Omaha. You're right, Nebraska. Well, yeah. South Dakota, Nebraska. <laughs> uh, onward. Paul Cohen, yes. Paul Cohen. Cohen. Glasgow. I feel I owe you guys this one after you woke me up from being woken up by all the other alternative media shysters. Oh. I've been through Alex Jones and the very questionable Max Kaiser, and I'm much, much, much more relaxed now after listening to this show. Oh. Huh? Well, first of all, thank you very much, uh, Paul, for your courage and for producing, uh, being executive producer of episode five, nine, or eight. This is fact. Uh, while sometimes you can get some very interesting information from other programs, uh, these two guys specifically base a lot of their uh, their their economic model on fear which is to me is no different than mainstream media yeah uh, max kaiser you into buying gold and yeah. iodine tablets yes yeah and 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 i don't like that i, I well I, I don't want to be a part of that i can't do that anymore i can't be 
you know, when I was on MTV, it's scaring, you know, I would scare people into, you know, you're never going to get laid because you got pimples. So that's why you need Oxy. Uh, you know, you're not going to get laid because you're drinking the wrong beer. You're not going to get laid because you got the wrong car. But pretty much you're not getting laid. Funny thing was, I wasn't getting laid. That's the funny thing. There you go. Hey. <laughs> hey. Truman Child in Provo, Utah, $500. No agenda, new listener. Your show simply kicks ass. <laughs> I hope I'm not committing a new listener faux pas with my donation request. Shout out to my 13-year-old twins that listen to the show with me, Nick and Luke. Nick and Luke, hello. Having my name honored with a Putin. Putin! Pronunciation on the oh, air. True man! Nice. Best regards, Truman Hey, Provo, Child. so this might be another one of our uh, LDS uh, producers. We got a lot of uh, yeah, we do. LDS Mormons producers. Mormons are smart. smart. Hell yeah. Well, you know, they also know all about us. They do? Yeah, they got the big database. Oh, yeah, they would probably, yeah. They and, you know, this is, we, look, Utah is an interesting state. It's where the rain sticks came from, the magical rain sticks, I would say. Yeah. Is this where you had your hallucination? Oh, uh, which one? Oh, never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, please. Christopher Wallace, $444.00 in, in Bronx, Bronx, New York. No New York. letter that I can find. Huh. Ryan Benson, 333.69. In Tampa, Florida, uh, JC and AC, uh, enjoying your latest. You two sincerely buck the trend with your work. I think your regular listeners don't appreciate how rare and insightful your analysis can be. Literally, no one else does what you do, and we must encourage you as much as, as much as we listen to you. I'm having trouble saying the word much. It's okay. You have the the clip from uh, what's his name saying much? I can't think you can say much. I don't have a clip. Uh, in fact, Thomas Jefferson might even say it's your duty to expose the truth and just plain old rational thought, which is what we do mostly. Mm. Keep up the critical, increasingly rare hard work. Sincerely, your distinguished gentleman of the Tesla coil, Ryan Benson from Florida. You know, and I, I, have, I, I have been following, um, of course, the mainstream media really, certainly news media loves the story of, uh, of the two RT chickies. And 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 I, and I and I want to talk about that after the donation segment. But it truly, it really is true. When you see how how dense and really just, uh, I'm sorry, I, I hate to, I don't, just because they're women, you know, I don't want to come across as misogynistic. But these two, they're not really the brightest. Who? Yeah, the, the the RT girls who quit. You know, the, the oh, the two RT girls. It's yeah. like. Uh, no, that she didn't. One of them did. Abby's still working. No, I know, but but no one's doing this kind of work. No one. I know. And, but also, the, the you know, it's also because of what, how we do it that we can actually do this kind of analysis and, and drill down, and we don't, want, we don't have to break for sponsors or, or some crazy right, if you want to top of the hour, got to go. Oh, stop. We got to break away now because we got some commercials. Yeah, I got a hard, hard break. <laughs> a hard out. Hard out. Yeah, I got my heart out. As opposed to a hard in hey, yeah. or a hard on. Okay. I'm sorry. I really shouldn't have said any of that. Uh, let's go on. Dan Whiffen. Dan Whiffen, who sent us a note. Oh, nice. uh, $333 uh, flat out from Newfoundland, Canada, St. John's. ITM, when I heard the Club 33 was in code violation as per building inspectors, it sounds like you two haven't been playing their game. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, you know, this is probably true because the guy... This guy, this one building guy comes over, mm -hmm. and I swear to God, he was holding his hand out as if he wanted me to drop a 50 in it. Oh, really? 
I didn't. I wasn't. You know, I'm kind of dense. I didn't notice it. I would. I noticed it, but I didn't think about it. anyway. You, hey, you, as a structural engineer, he continues. I felt compared to jump to attention to help with the situation and provide whatever engineering services are required to ensure no lives are lost or injuries occur. <laughs> yeah, we, we, Although we, I'm not sure I can help with any chafing that may happen in the future. <laughs> Hello. Hey. My only concern is that once the structural engineering shores up the stages to meet all building codes, all building code requirements, the inspectors might play a little vermin infestation uh, card. Oh, one of those. I would like to thank you for your courage in these trying times. Never give in to the man's extortion and keep fighting and questioning their authority. Please accept this 333 USD Canadian Ania currency conversion and... and is pinching another 50. It's even be it's better. As a sign of appreciation of your efforts. Dedouching is in order, and I've been appreciating your show for almost a year without consideration. Huh. Um, Dan W. I got a question. Um, you have 50s? Sorry? You got 50s? I haven't seen a 50 in years. 20s? Oh, yeah, yeah, I had a 50 the other day. Hundreds, when you yeah. go to the bank, ask for 50s. Oh, but I, I never am given a I never see a 50. Yeah, it got Garfield on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Dan W. You've been deduced. And I give you a little karma to add there. You've got karma. karma. Deserves, deserves the karma. Let's check it. Let's check it. 50 Gar is it Garfield? I think it is. The cat? No, Garfield. Garfield, I don't know. $50 bill. Hmm. Maybe it's not Garfield. I think it is Garfield. Yo, look it up while I go on. I'm not going to look anything up. Just go on. Uh, I look up stuff for you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sir Michael Allen in South Plainfield, New Jersey, $250. Knight of the railroad conductors and mover of the homeless and drunks off the trains. Uh -huh. You remember him? Yes. ITM in the morning, Al. I would like today is a JCD mac and cheese and a karma for all those who can't afford to give to the show but needs it. That's what it says. Okay. Uh, thank you, and may the force be with you. It is, uh, yes, uh, not Garfield, but Grant. Grant, okay. Grant. Ulysses Grant. Uh, this is our, of course, uh, our uh, our producer who uh, likes to tase us. Living the mac and cheese life. Mac and cheese. By Ayn Rand. That's not the one he wanted. He wanted this one, I think. Living. Ah. Ah. What is that? You're hitting the button twice. Uh, no, I'm not hitting the... Uh, what is this? This is weird. No, it's mac and... Mac and cheese. No, it's the same one. Here we go. You slaves can get used to mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. There you go. Onward. Yep. Sir JD from Southern Silicon Valley, 246. Oh, he's got the progressive uh, donation. That's uh, that's what he's doing. What? 246? Well, he the progressive... The progressive the progressive donation. Uh, he did one, two, three on Thursday. Now he's doing two, four, six, and then he'll do three, five, eight. Somehow he get he, somehow it adds up to six hundred. Oh, okay. So he's, he he will be. He, you had the whole conversation with them on email. Oh. Uh. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Jens, <laughs> uh, I'd like to continue my show six hundred progressive donations. This one will be for two for six hundred two four six. But I'm out with some folks celebrating sharks. The sharks win and an expected baby for a good friend who earns or <clears throat> who owns the bar we're in. Mm. Oh. Okay, well, that's the way to go. Keith Chamberlain. Chamberlain, yeah, in Medford, Oregon, $200.33. Nice part of the state. 
How about karma for all? Two to the head. You can take that to the bank. Over the cliff, scream. Two to the head. Keep up the good work. Some Oh, there's no keep up the good work. I think this is just telling us to keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Someday there may be a special place in heaven for you both. Sir Keith Medford. Sir uh, Keith you can take wants... that to the bank. Ah! And a lot of karma. You've got <laughs> karma. I had to think about all that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And that will conclude our associate executive producers, executive producers for show 598. We do have a show coming up on Thursday, which would be 599, one day before, one show before the 600 show, 600th show. Go to Dvorak.org slash NA to uh, continue the trend of support. I'm very excited about, uh, about show 600. I'm looking forward to it. And you are? Uh, yeah, I am. Well, it's, it is a celebration. It's a celebration of a model that no one else seems to even come close to. And I believe that is mainly because we have an outstanding product. This is the no, part that if pe- you got no product, forget. you got no money. Exactly. Uh, no, so, true. so we thank our executive producers and our associate executive producers. Real credits here, unlike the phonies in Hollywood, we're very happy to vouch for you. If anyone has a question, uh, you can put it anywhere. Credits are accepted, so you can put it on your LinkedIn page. Apparently, it does get a lot of people looking at your LinkedIn profile if you're looking for a gig. And uh, please uh, think of us uh, amidst all of this South by Southwest craziness, as John and I are here tweeting away uh, for Thursday's show. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. And of course, we'd always like you to go out there and, oh, propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Shut up, slave. Shut up, slave. Now, I got to... I got a new take on uh, Ukraine as I was, uh, you know, obviously everybody has an opinion on this. Every single news channel is filled with analysis. Um, If it's not because Obama's weak, it's because Putin's strong. It's everyone's got something going on. And I'm getting a little tired of it. So I I, I was hoping that this thing would have been settled out so much that we didn't have to talk about it. Ukraine. By the way, Obama, I heard him say the Ukraine. I know. <laughs> I've heard Did a number. This? Well, also that chicky, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, the one who quit. She, she worked at RT and she says the Ukraine continuously. Yeah, she does. It's very annoying. Wall. I ne- okay, I, I need to play a couple clips. One, because, well, the way she says Putin is just, I just can't get enough of it. She's just talking about pooping the whole time, <laughs> and no one's calling her on it. So, I mean, she's on every single channel, CNN, but she was also on Fox, uh, Fox News, Fox Business. She's all over the place, and no one says, "Excuse me, it's Putin, Putin, not Putin, Putin." Are you American, Putin? Putin, not Putin. Putin. Now, I want to reiterate: you said something very important. Important. Important, important, important. important. You said she is the multi-culty chick of the future that everybody likes, and you are spot on, my friend. This girl, she now, if she were working for us and we were running uh, the news channel, but we were running CNN, well, she'd probably wind up. We, I mean, she she's going to be a great addition to whoever hires her, and I think the, the fact that she has not been snapped up yet, which I have proof of, I think. Is oh, crazy. you don't think that this was all part of a snap-up scheme? No, I'll, 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 
I'll give you my... Well, yeah, I think it is part of a snap-up scheme, but I'm not so sure that the deal was in the bag when she did it. Oh, okay. But if you and I were she running... She knows. She looks in the mirror. Uh, she says, ah, pff, this is exactly what they're looking for. If you Except and, for her pronunciation of Putin. Putin. <laughs> Putin. Oh, we'd have to work on the Putin thing. This, listen to her. Uh, this is her with... Uh, well, with Pooter. Anderson Pooter. Um, I think this was her second interview. And what's clear is what's happening right now amid this crisis is that RT is not about the truth. It's about promoting uh, a Putinist agenda. And I can tell you... <laughs> a Putinist agenda. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. A Putinist agenda. <laughs> agenda. It's also about bashing America. And uh, I kind of cited some of my background, uh, where I came from, and, and why I am proud to be an American. Uh, in the, biggest, days, the biggest basher is Abby Martin. It's hilarious to listen to this. I've been suffering from a lot of cognitive dissonance. And I think we already had that I could one. no longer work here. And, and, uh, By the way, she says work here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. This was, uh, I made a mistake. This was actually the, the first interview she did. Uh, where she was on the set. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to confuse. This is the. I should have honked the horn. Yeah, you should have. I should have honked the horn. Let me honk it on myself. I got too many clips. Here she is with her new version of Puin. Uh, just. I, uh. Well, Beers, that's the first time I, I I saw their reaction. I was wondering what their reaction would be, and actually, um. How so she, she's on Pierce Morgan. Okay. Hold on a second. Yeah, I know. Her, we're not seeing her, so we don't see the multi-culte thing. Yeah. Listening to her voice, I'm, I'm, now I'm listening yeah, to her voice yeah, thinking yeah. about this. She sounds like an idiot. Well, she does sound like an idiot, but she sounds like kind of a, if you think about it as kind of a sexy, sultry voice. Uh huh. Well, yeah, if she wasn't giggling like a moron. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I think she's got, she's in between uh, a, a, an honest voice and a puker, as you like to call him, the yeah, phony yeah, yeah. voice. voice. Hey, now! And... Yeah. And a little bit sultry. I think she's got, with a little coaching, she does need to, if she can't pronounce Putin, I mean, come on. They're not going to put up with that. Well, there's a, there's a couple I think she. I think she's going to be huge. I think she'll go network. She cannot be left alone. This is the thing. She cannot go off prompter. She's not allowed to ad lib. And she's certainly not allowed to do interviews, to be interviewed by anyone else. Maybe she right. can interview if she or reads interview. the questions. But she, but she, she said, I mean, she, MK Ultra. Listen to this girl. She and and I, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll buzz myself now. It is from Pierce Morgan. Um, and listen to how she's giggling and pooing all over the place. Well, Piers, that's the first time I, I I saw their reaction. I was wondering what their reaction would be, and actually um, had some hesitations. I I, I feared what what measures they would take against me, what retaliatory measures. I love this. What, do you think they are going to come up and shoot you in the back of the head or something because you resigned? What a crock. I was so afraid of retaliatory. I didn't know. Oh, I was hesitant because, you know, they might come up and they might kill me. Cossacks. <laughs> they might whip me like Pussy Riot. Oh, take against me. But at the end of the day, right. Pierce... Um, at the end of the day, Pierce. Like I said earlier uh, on Anderson's show, uh, I believe in, in in the truth, trying to <laughs> seek the truth and disseminating the truth. Here it comes. You ready? You ready? And what's become very clear, especially in the, f the face of this crisis with Crimea, is that the objective of RT has been to promote... Putinist <laughs> propaganda. 
I can't get enough of it. Pooinist. Pooinist. Wait, one more. There's, wait, there's one more. It promotes the the conflict as as Putin wants us to see it. Putin. I can't get enough of her saying it. Pooinist. Poon. Poon. Pooinist. And to bash the U.S. and make bash us look like the we're the bad guys. Really. Ah, um, of course, we don't do anything no, like that no, no. on this side of the now, fence. Now, little intermezzo. I'm going to come back to the best, best Liz Wall clip ever. But uh, Abby Martin was uh, Pierce had both of them on. It's the same segment. Well, before you go on, I want to mention something. Okay. So I decided. Well, this has got to have people left. Old good old boy lefties like Tom Thom Hartman in a you know panties in a bunch. Uh huh. So I decided to see what happened right after she quits. I watched the Tom Hartman show. Yeah. Because he's and, on RT. He's on RT, yeah. Yeah, he's on RT, and it was a, a guest host. <laughs> he couldn't even show up for work. He was so upset. And then the next show was a rerun <laughs> of the oh. Tom Hartman show. What kind of entertainment is that? Um, he's, he's, he's a pussy. Oh, yeah, he's a total pussy. All he's right. going to let it blow over and come skulking back into the office not say anything. Now... A lot of people, uh, when they talk about Abby Martin, uh, I've been receiving a lot of emails saying, you know, she's really trying, you should give her a break. Like, no, I'm not going to give her a break because I've watched her show, Breaking the Set. Breaking, first of all, dumb name for a show. It's dumb. You're not breaking no set. And the set is like, you know, she means television set. When you say breaking the set, it, it, I always think of the, the set Yeah, you think of a Broadway on. play. Okay, yeah. break the set. <laughs> break the set. <laughs> it's lunch. Break the set, everybody. Um, I mean, she is a prompter reader, and she's not a very good one. No, I also not. don't, personally, I don't find her sexy or cute. I find her mousy. And she's the, a little bit. And that's personal. Right, what bothers me is that they, because she, if, and if by, you know hold, this, John, 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 hold on. We are talking as television executives here. We're not talking, this is not how we talk about women. We respect no. women. We're talking yes. as television and if I executives. Met Abby, I'd be very respectful. Absolutely, but we're not. And I talk- like her art, even though it's it's very amphetamine art from the seventies kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. It's it is crazy. Kind of, it is kind of cokey. But there was a picture of her painting, and you can see the real Abby Martin. She's wearing a, a skimpy T-shirt, and she's got you know kind of tight jeans on, but not too tight. Not sexy tight, and she's wearing flats. So when she's uh, on this show, they dress her obviously in high heels like and this big high heel Jimmy Choo. And then Chu they put her high heels that she can't, she can't walk stand on. Up she in. Can't, it's everything about that show she's is wrong. Staggering around right. the set like a yeah. drunk. And then they give her questions. They have interesting guests on from time to time, but she is so boring. With some, co- we could we could make it better with some coaching, but we'd have to get rid of the whole show, which is. Her show, it's my show. I whatever, fine. It's not great. It's just not. There's no. There's not. There's nothing. It never goes deep. She is not deep. And as you'll hear, she's had no time to study up on Ukraine because she's been so busy with herself. Seriously, with herself. You, you conceded you weren't an expert in what is going on in Ukraine, or indeed in Ukraine itself. I presume now you've probably come up to speed pretty quickly, given all the attention that you've had. What do you think, with all your experience of broadcasting on RT America, is the correct way for this crisis to be resolved? Now, what would your answer be if you were coached by the Curry Dvorak television host consulting uh, group? 
Well, I would go on and with a discussion of the responsibilities of the EU, I would put it in Merkel's court for the obvious reasons, which I'll have some clips of later, since she's buddies with Putin, a Putin. And, <laughs> Putin. and I think, the, and I think it's, it's, a, it's a European issue that the United States should not be involved in unless we do have some, we do have interests, but they are, our interests are all, all right. gas and oil. Now, now could we, could we boil that down to an answer for her? Do you think we could put it on a little piece of paper? I, would, I think some talking points would work. I hope it resolves diplomatically, Piers. You know, you can imagine the last couple of days have been pretty hectic. I haven't really been able to keep up with the, with the day to day, but. Oh, I've been what? so yes. The couple never say something like that. The last couple of days have been pretty you, hectic. You, you either bluff your way through the answer, or you say, "I don't know. I have no idea what's yeah, going to happen." Worse. I don't think it's, it's worse. She's saying it's been so hectic because everyone's wanting to interview me about me that I haven't had time to keep up with the news, which is oh, I don't know what I do. <laughs> please, I just hope for a peaceful outcome with no. Oh, please, and I want and I want all the black children in Africa to be saved. Why don't you add that to it, Abby? <laughs> this is a bad answer. We seriously, if you want, I mean, we're happy to help you out. You, know, you can the RT people can get in touch with us, but this is not how you do it. No more military aggression. I hope the military aggression scaled back, and I hope we can see a peaceful outcome. But I think that the real question that should be asked is why do I have to work for RT to tell the truth about corporations and the U.S. government? Now, this is very interesting. Oh, she, now here she is doing what Liz Wall criticized the station for doing. Now, listen to what she does. Now, we, we criticize mainstream media because the way it works with advertising, you are not able to broach topics. And that's not even because of the advertiser itself, but advertisers have their own opinion. You don't have to say anything negative about uh, Cadillac or Chevrolet. You can just say something that they don't agree with or don't want to be associated with, or you can be so controversial that groups will go after your advertisers and pressure them into dropping out. This happens all the time. And right, and it's very effective, by the way. Now, that is the message that Abby should be sending. And if she had been coached by the Curry Dvorak uh, Television Host Consulting Group, we would have helped her deliver that message uh, while putting Pierce Morgan down, which is always fun when you do an interview. It's fun to say, hey, you're at that crappy station. You can't do it. But she messes it up so spectacularly. I mean, seriously, you guys are beholden to advertisers that you cannot criticize. And that's why I work for a station that I can criticize. Well, hang on. Hang on. Hang sure. on a sec. I'm, I'm free to say what, <laughs> what? I'm free to say what the hell I like. Sure. No one's ever told me <laughs> I can't criticize advertisers or corporate entities. So this is what she, what she said it wrong. She, don't say you can't criticize advertisers. Of course he can say, I don't criticize advertisers. I'm not a total idiot. But that's not the problem. So she, and all she can go is, ah, 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 ah. I'm sorry. She just does not get the cute girl pass from me. You can't criticize advertisers. She can't even breathe. It's so dumb. Advertisers or corporate entities. That conversation has never happened in the three years I've been on air at CNN. It never happens. That's why. <laughs> I have said this before. I'll say it again to any new listeners. This conversation that he's saying, oh, they don't come up to you and tell you not to do this or do that. It, that conversation never happens. It's implied from the minute you work for the operation. Exactly. You know where the bread's buttered. Yes. You're not an idiot. If it's, you're working as a writer or as a host, yeah. you're not an idiot. 
So you don't have to, you don't have, somebody doesn't come down and say, oh, whatever you do, do never say anything bad about Coca-Cola. They're our main sponsor. And so, oh, okay, I won't say anything bad about Coke because I was, I guess maybe I was going to. No, but, that, but it's, but, that, that conversation know, never happens. He's full of crap. He's yeah. disingenuous. He's a phony, this guy. But she's, well, he's also fired, but she's also dumb. She should, don't talk about criticizing the advertisers. That that is not the that's the smallest no, of all issues. You can't you can't criticize an advertiser's political beliefs. Yes. The, guy, the advertiser's a big time Republican. Yes, you're going to have to toe the right. line. If these yeah. the guys uh, anti-abortion, you're going to have to deal with right. that. The guys, exactly. oh, you're going to get a note. You're going to get a minute. Well, right. we don't need to be discussing this sort of thing. Yeah, and told you that we can't discuss this sort of thing. Well, it's just uh, bye 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 bye. Exactly. Upstairs. All right. Now we're going to move over to uh, Neil Cavuto. And he is on, is he on the Fox Business News? He's on Fox Business. Right. He also shows up on regular Fox News once in a while. I, said, I'm, I, I don't know. I think this was Fox Business News. Now, he has Liz Wall on. And this is very funny. Uh, because that Neil Cavuto, I, I, I never watch any of this, but I, I, got, I got a hold of this clip. And he's a smart guy. So he's, I, have, I, I appreciated what he did here because he's basically saying, did you get any job offers? All right. So you, did you, he's, just, he's, he's not letting up. So we're going to find out about the job offers. But we first find out that she actually worked for Sean Hannity as an intern. Yeah. I didn't know this. This was news to me. It's so, on her LinkedIn. Uh, so here, oh, I'm sorry. I should have done some investigative work. Oh, no, that's you do the LinkedIn stuff. I don't have a Yeah, LinkedIn I'm the yet. LinkedIn guy. All right, so now this is a very funny bit, and she is so off the rails. Again, um, if if someone has already hired her, and I would agree it's, it would probably be CNN, uh, you need to uh, rein this girl in now, okay? Before she she's gonna do something really stupid, and and people will not think she's that cute anymore. I'm already there. Um, so that that was not. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, this is crazy. You can't be a serious news uh, reader as a I, giggler. Yeah, she's a news reader. She's a, a um uh, a news model. Is what she is. She's a news model, and she's a, a good-looking news model. And yeah, she can no, read. there's no doubt about but it. But don't let the giggling go. What do you do now? Well, people don't know that you used to be an intern here at Fox News. I think you worked with uh, Sean Hannity. Uh, what What do you do now? What do I do? <laughs> well, it's all happening very, very quickly. I'm taking it one day Have you had at any a job? time. It's very. It's happening very, very quickly. So I'm taking it one day at a time. Offers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Have you had any offers? <laughs> had any job time. offers? <laughs> um, it's all been happening really, really quickly. Had it's all been happening. I'm so hot right now. I think I'm going to go to South by Southwest and walk around and just have everyone tweet that I'm here. Have you had any we'll job see. offers? Who has called you up? I, I, don't, I don't know. To be honest, I wasn't expecting the firestorm of controversy. I, I know that, but and if people called you up, if people said, hey, you know, we admire what you did, we want to talk to you. I, she's funny. That's how I do it. <laughs> hey, people call you up. Hey, you're hot, baby. You're smoking, huh? We want to hire you to read our news. You'll be a news model for us, please. Uh, she doesn't understand how to play the game. I've, uh, I've, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I work for RT. I don't know. <laughs> is there any place I mean, you wouldn't go uh, outside of RT? Is there a place you would not go? I oh, what do you think she's? <laughs> what do you think the answer to this question is, John? <laughs> well, you know, she could say Fox, which would be the most ironic thing to say. No. So 
Uh, well, listen to the question, question again. I don't know. <laughs> is there any place I mean, you wouldn't hopefully, go hopefully. outside of RT? Is there a place you would not go? Okay. Is there a place you would not go? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You have three choices. <laughs> okay. Let me guess. <laughs> one of them, of course, should be back to RT, but we won't go with that. No. Al Jazeera. Okay. Al Jazeera would be one. Yes. All right. Oh, let's see. Uh, uh P would PBS? No, PBS wouldn't be. Oh, uh, well, the the one she well. I'm thinking uh, Pacifica, but uh, that that won't be one. Um, you want to put it on the list, Pacifica? Yeah, put Pacifica okay. down. And then, on the, list. the BBC, I don't uh, know. BBC. Uh, and here comes your answer. Get ready. Any place I mean, you wouldn't go hopefully. outside of RT? Is there a place you would not go? I would not go to North Korea. Okay. Wow. Oh, wow. This is... <laughs> North Korea. Hello, everybody. It's North Korea news. I'm your news model, Liz Wall, North Korea. Okay. Okay. Uh, and Kabuto's like, okay, moron. Would you go to MSNBC? Uh, maybe. Uh, in play. MSNBC's maybe. in play. In play. Maybe. Did you hear all of a sudden you got serious? <gasps> maybe. Big tell. Would you go to CNN? Yes. Uh -huh. Would you go to Fox? <laughs> Would you go to Fox? Oh, my gosh. Well, we'll see what offers stand. We'll see what offers stand. She's doing this so wrong. She's going to wind up with no job. No, she's going to wind up as a local someplace. Yes, exactly. Hello, Kalamazoo. Would you go to Fox Business? <laughs> if, you, if you don't have it, you should demand it. I should demand it. You know, this, it the the wrap-up is good. He's saying you should, go to, you should demand Fox Business. Listen to how giddy and stupid she gets here. I should demand it. I am demanding this. Okay. Now, on air, All on right. TV. We'll watch it's all a promotional stunt, anyways, isn't it? That's what they're saying. Anyways, say no? okay. I love it. I love it. Anyways, all right. Now I played this to ridicule this poor woman, obviously, but also to show you you're shameless. I am ridiculing this, person. This is, by the way, if you get Aaron Burnett uh, in a situation like this, she'll be just as giggly and dumb because these are news models. These are not journalists. They're not doing journalism like Grant Greenwald. They are reading prompter. Yeah. And they usually have writers. <laughs> yes. And They're when, not writing their own news uh, either. Uh, anyway. That, you, get, you get this out of your system finally. Yeah, I think I think it's well she, and she showed up on uh, on CNN again this morning. I didn't I didn't clip it. Like, it's I, because I, she's in the office to negotiate, <laughs> so she might as well do a show. I think she I think this she's, way they don't have to pay her. <laughs> exactly. Seems like a good idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I've got a little little jingle for her. I hereby dub thee Sir Douchebag. Oh, Congratulations. Dame, Dame Douchebag. There we go. Dame Douchebag. <sighs> my, oh, my, oh, my. All right. All right, you want to talk about Ukraine? Yeah, I got a couple things. All right. Uh, we, there was a the professor, Stephen Cohen, which we had on the, some clips ah, yes. on the last show. yes. Who said the best thing to do is to push uh, Merkel to do to take care of this problem? I don't see any clips. I presume he's been shot. I didn't bring. I, I didn't move any of his clips forward. I, I just decided to jump into further analysis by other people, okay. mainly some people uh, on France Van Cat, uh -huh. who discussed the Merkel thing, and they actually mentioned some stuff that's even more interesting. I didn't realize that Merkel was raised in East Germany when in and around the time that. Uh, Putin was the... K KGB. 
it was in a KGB in East Germany. I'm sorry, East Germany. She was in East Germany. Yeah. He was in East Germany, and they yes. both speak both speak Russian and German. I didn't know he spoke. He's, German. He speaks fluent German, and yeah, he speaks and he speaks oh, he to her to. in German, which is I'm sure unnerving to her. And she speaks good Russian apparently because she learned it in East Germany and she studied in Moscow. Mm-hmm. So she's you know who knows what, what's going on with her. So th that's discussed in great detail in clip part Merkel part one. Cross live now to our correspondent Damien McGuinness, who's in Berlin. Okay, uh, stop. I think my summary was fine. <laughs> this guy's boring. So let's go to Merkel part two. And this is the kicker I to me. You. This is what says to me. Once the, this is another revelation, I mean, it, it makes nothing but sense. There is not going to be any sort of sanctions. Now, this Angela is oh, bull crap. Merkel has said that she firmly opposes sanctions. Would Germany go so far as to block them outright? Well, the European Union can't really impose economic sanctions without Germany's say-so. And the problem is that Germany would suffer probably more than Russia from sanctions between Russia and the EU because Germany is one of Russia's most important trading partners. 300,000 jobs depend on trade between German jobs depend on trade between Germany and Russia. A third of Germany's energy supplies come from Russia. So the German economy would really suffer from uh, a break in economic ties between Russia and the EU. So this is something that Berlin is keen to avoid at all costs. This is why uh, the Vice-Chancellor, the German Vice-Chancellor, Sigmar Gabriel, is today in Moscow for talks, because for Germany the only solution really is a diplomatic peaceful one, certainly not a conflict but also certainly not economic sanctions. I learned a, a new term in this regard, and I agree that uh, uh, there's another piece to this. Uh, we've always been talking about the petrodollar. There is a term which I learned, which is the gas euro. And there's another term called the gas euro recycle. And this is how it works with, so I believe Germany takes, what is it, was he saying 25 or 30 percent of all of um, all of Russia's gas export, and that those, and they pay for it in euros, those then go to, uh, to Russia, who subsequently buy German goods and services. And in fact, if you look at the trade balance, Germany has a huge surplus, like a 2 billion euro surplus with Russia. So these two are, are linked inextricably. You cannot unlink this. It would, it would, it would, and I, I disagree a little bit with what I heard here. It would, it would hurt Russia as much as it would hurt Germany, because it's, it's a cycle. The euros they come into Russia, and the euros go right back into Germany. And I think that may actually be part of this. Uh, I've, the way I see it is maybe, maybe we've been looking at it the wrong way. That this is a way to uh, eventually uh, hurt the euro somehow, to knock the euro down a couple of pegs. We're not going to get anywhere. This is Obama's pipe dream. And now that we're having meetings, when, when, as they mentioned, the German vice chancellor is in Moscow while we're in Paris with the UK <laughs> yeah, and the U some Ukrainian guy and we're tr trying to scheme against the Russians, this is not going to fly. No. We're, we're going to be hung out to dry on this deal because it's been poorly played. But also, if you look at uh, the UK, for instance... But if you go to London, it's, it's, this, there's entire, the entire neighborhoods that are Russian. And I'm talking the, the richest, richest neighborhoods. All the money is there. They're not going to all of a sudden say, oh, you can't come to the UK. You can't 
go visit your kids who are in our schools. You can't get your money. That's not going to happen. Never. No, no, th- this this is some kind of bullcrap mongering that oh, I think Obama is just, th- the, or the administration is just flailing around while the real work is already being done. You know, they... The, well, I think let's go back to what you said in the last show, which is that Obama was left out of the State mm-hmm. Department... Uh, Butch. Loop with the these uh, old fashioned bones, yeah, the neocons, neocons. yeah, uh, with uh, the exact Newland. the exact same people who took us into Iraq, right? The, and the Obama's people. essentially flaying in the wind. He doesn't know what the heck's going on, and he's got no advisors apparently no. that can tell him anything. And he's got Valerie Jarrett, yeah, she doesn't know what's going on. So I think this is going to be a huge embarrassment for the country if this continues, if he doesn't find his way out of this. Because he's been shaking, oh, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to stop passports, no more visas, we're going to do the he's sanctions, not doing we're going to freeze bank yeah. accounts. No, not, nothing of the kind. Nothing. Nothing of the kind will happen. And now in, uh, in eastern Ukraine, the Chinese-based uh, academy... Uh, mercenaries are showing up. Uh, did you see this uh, this YouTube video that's been circling around? No. Uh, you got to love the internet because you know the the guys in Ukraine they're still a little behind. But you see these these fully decked out. I mean, like the guys you'd see walking around Iraq. I mean, they've got full on battle gear, the helmets on. They got all the you know not just some dudes walking around with a uniform. They got the pouches. They got everything. And the Ukrainians. Are, sh- are shouting, Blackwater, Blackwater, Blackwater's here. Oh, yeah, no, I saw this. Right. Blackwater! Blackwater! <laughs> Hell yeah, gotta love the internet. Oh, Blackwater! And Donuts, Donuts. Well, I have a, a kind of a, if you're gonna do the humor, I got a kind of a counter clip to this, which is a, another humorous clip. In, we've taught, we have a lot of correspondents that have sent us information, and, and most most of the of, of Ukraine they speak Russian. It's just a, it's really the national language. It's uh, the Ukrainian language is kind of like the Welsh language. They speak it a little bit in Wales, but it's you know it's not like it's not it's not an important language by any means. So everybody speaks Russian, and this just kind of complicates matters, especially when you don't understand any of it. And if you want to hear a bunch of boneheads. You have to play this. This is just a little short snippet of people saying every agreeing with saying the wrong thing and then agreeing with with the correction and all the rest of it. This is the McLaughlin group. Oh. <laughs> My favorite. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we straight in? Yeah. They used to have. But I think going forward, John, people talk about he's not I don't believe he's gonna go into eastern Ukraine or Lithuania, Latvia or Estonia. If he did in the latter three, yeah. he's 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 well, crossing. We know NATO's that right? Ukraine Ukraine is Russian speaking. Yeah. It had been part of Russia no, until nineteen fifty four. I saw this episode. You're wrong. Crimea is sixty percent Russian speaking. The rest of the country is is is, is, is speaks Ukrainian. You're they don't wrong. And That's correct. The, and the, the country speaks Ukrainian. Hate the Russians. They hate and, you. Uh, if if Putin and, and Khrushchev gave gave Ukraine no gave uh, Crimea not gave Ukraine. Crimea <laughs> gave, right. gave uh, uh, Crimea back to Russia. That's right. What uh, yeah. back to uh, Ukraine? Right. Ukraine, with Russia, Ukraine, whatever. That's right. Yeah, we're wrong. Yeah, it, I saw this. I had to turn it off. 
It's very nuanced bunch of crap. It's a, it's astonishing to me. I, I'm I'm worried though. I'm, I am worried about one thing. This, if you uh, have you read uh, the big news, Zabrinsky, Zabrinsky, <laughs> Zabrinsky, Mika's dad. Have you read his the grand chess game? Yeah. Okay. This is pretty much what he is always pushing for, is for uh, balkanization, splitting things up. Um, and, and, and by the way, I, he's showing up on interviews more and more now, which is very worrisome because that, that, for me, it's just him. Uh, it's gloating. I love it. <laughs> it's very... because he needs to drop in some memes. And um, what is not being discussed on fantastic programs, there was at least $20 million a year sitting there in the McLaughlin group just of, of nonsense. What is not discussed is that uh, Ukraine... Not only does it get, uh, does it generate more than half of its electricity from nuclear? Uh, no one, except this show, as far as I've heard yet, has even mentioned the fact that Chernobyl is an hour and a half uh, north of Kiev. Uh, but they have uh, about eight high-end nuclear power stations in Ukraine. The largest in uh, Europe is in Ukraine. The Zapor, uh, Zaporizhia, I think it has the Zaporizhia. Uh, it's the fifth largest in the world. You know, if 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 we somehow, and this is what I think uh, Jabronsky would want, is to start up a civil war. Which this all I'm hearing is, oh, they they hate the Russians, they hate Ukraine, they speak this, they speak that, whatever. You can do it with your with your black waters. You, all you need to do is take out one of these plants, and you have changed the world forever. That's all it and it wouldn't be that hard. You know, you could take one, a couple of guys on foot to go blow up one of these plants. And, that, and then you'd really have, you'd change everything overnight. I am worried about that, and no one is, no one is mentioning it. I don't think they even know that there's nuclear... Uh, power in Ukraine to that extent. The biggest one in Europe, in Ukraine. And you oh, get, there you go. And you get that's a, a good point. And you get a situation like this? Well, I, I, that's, I, you know, the fact that none of this is, nobody's talking and all the rest, and there's some of this bull crap about who speaks what, and the Russians, the Ukrainians hate the Russians, even though they're intermarried and half the country's Russian anyway, and all the rest of it, it seems to me that it makes me think that this is some sort of theater, and we're not going to see... And if it's not, of course, then there is danger. But I still think it's theater. I don't know if it's designed to, to embarrass Obama or embarrass the United States in general for us being nosy and busybodies. Uh, don't know. I just uh, I, I'm I, I would like if uh, <clears throat> if everyone on the dais is OK, I'd like to uh, put an entry into the Red Book. Nuclear disaster in Ukraine. OK, I'd, I'd like to put it in. I, th I think uh, it's way too easy. And you the are from the future, so you may. <laughs> I am a time traveler. Um, yeah. You know, if if the, if it is theater, and the theater is, uh, and th this is indeed what I'm hearing, I agree with with you there. The theater of oh, they don't like each other. They don't speak the same language. They're allied to this, allied to that. Then it's very easy to sell to the people a civil war. We have Blackwater in, or whoever the mercenaries are, apparently 300 in Kiev alone. And this, by the way, it was pointed out to me that 
um, this whole spectacle is very reminiscent of the 2002 coup d'etat attempt in Venezuela. And you can, uh, there's actually a YouTube, uh, it's on YouTube, the, the documentary, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. And it was very similar where, um, you know, people started. Yeah, jackals. Yeah, they got, they got shot in, uh, you know, there was a big, big street protest. And for about two days, or I think that it was exactly 47 hours, uh, Chavez was, was out. And right, they, they had tried to assassinate right. him. Well, but they also killed people. They killed people just well, like... Well, I think that's what's like going the, on with these snipers in the yes. building shooting at both sides of the debate. This, this is a way to start. You want to foment trouble? Exactly. Shoot both sides. Exactly. And you're the th- you're the man in the middle. This is the this is yep. the way... This is how it's done. This makes me think that this is like a State Department trying to pull this stunt. Mm-hmm. Well, hello, Noodleman. And you got Newland in there handing out cookies. Noodleman. And now you got Pisaki apologizing <laughs> for... By the way, do you see her with her red hair? Yeah, she yeah. looked good. Yeah, she has a she has a good look. She has a great look for this spokes hole. For this, for this, she's great for the gig. Um, anyway, it's just it, I don't like it. I don't like no, the thing no, happening. I don't I like it either. It's a bad scene. If it's, and, and if, we're having so, we have something to do with it, and we should. We're just I don't know. I think it's we're getting carried away. Well, here. let's. I'll just go back and say if it, it truly is the neocons. It truly is the neocons. These and 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 it is because Noodleman is married to uh, the guy whose brother, uh, you know, consulted everybody on going into Iraq. Her husband uh, is a member of the Project for a New American Century. They are the ones that said we need a new Pearl Harbor, and it came in the form of 9/11. And they had the whole list. They had the the West Clark Seven. Let's put the West. Let's let's listen to the West Clark Seven again. Although I don't think Ukraine is on it. No. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, "Are we still going to war with Iraq?" And he said, "Oh, it's worse than that." He said he reached over on his desk. He picked up a piece of paper. He said, "I just," he said, "I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today." And he said, "This is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years." starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. All right, so that, you know, they did pretty well on that round. And, um, uh, and it's the same people. And they said, fuck the EU, we're going to do our thing. Exactly and, how did these people get in on the Obama administration, which is supposed to be a, they're not. A, at best is neoliberal? No, they're not. They are in the State Department. I know, but the State Department is still headed by somebody that is picked... No. By Obama. Yeah, the Yale guy. He's a Carrie's head is so big. All these people were inside his head, and the minute he got into the he State Department, them. the door opened on the back of his head, and all these people walked like out. Like Zeus ate his wife. Yeah, he's he's like the the Trojan horse head, and all of a so sudden, I, all these people walked out. So this, I have a clip. Is this Obama with uh, about the uh, <laughs> making his idle threats, saying the Ukraine, and then I think it ends with. Pisaki saying, making some commentary. Assets frozen and visas blocked. From across the Atlantic, President Obama sent his strongest message since the start of the crisis that those bent on destabilizing Ukraine would not go unpunished. I signed an executive order that authorizes sanctions on individuals and entities responsible for violating the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine. 
or for stealing the assets of the Ukrainian people. <laughs> According to my guidance, the State Department has also put in place restrictions on the travel. Wow. Hello. Did you hear what he just said? According to my guidance, the State yeah. Department, huh, he's being guided by the State Department. There's your answer. Yeah, I guess so. According to my guidance. Good catch. Yeah, I heard Whew. that and heard it, but I didn't think. Wow. Yeah, well, there's your answer. My guidance. Yes. Or for stealing the assets of the Ukrainian people. According to my guidance, the State Department has also put in place restrictions on the travel. My God, I'm sorry. This is shocking to me. Shouldn't the State Department be taking guidance from the president? That's the way it seems to be written in the Constitution. No. He's taking guidance from the State Department, from John Kerry, Skull and Bones, Yaley, and all these guys are Yale, Skull and Bones, Neil. Restrictions on the travel of certain individuals and officials. The sanctions are targeted at both Russians and Ukrainians responsible for a Russian push into the Crimean Peninsula. But it's not clear whose names appear on Obama's blacklist. The White House has already said that sanctions won't apply to Russian President Vladimir Putin. Speaking to Fosvenkat, the U.S. State Department said further sanctions were an option if Russia fails to play ball. What the announcement today did and the president's signing of the executive order is provided the authority uh, to uh, put a range of sanctions in place. So whether that's individuals or financial institutions, we may start with a list and we can expand that list. It can apply uh, more broadly. The U.S. has already said it's pulled out of preparations for the G8 in Sochi and has suspended all talks with Russia concerning trade and investment. It's still determined to seek a diplomatic solution but the message was nonetheless clear. If Russia and its allies take further steps to undermine Ukrainian democracy, there will be further political and economic isolation. Douchebag. Um, I think by the, the, the reason why people are prone to saying the UK, uh, the Ukraine, I'm sorry, is because of that. UK, United, you say the United States. And you don't say the Great Britain, though. No. You say the United Kingdom. Yes. And so all of a sudden to have a U country without the in front of it, is, it's an automatic thing. It's, a, it, it's very hard to get that out. Um, however, yeah, it's, if, it's reasonable. if you're a professional, I'm looking at you, Liz Wall, uh, or how about you, Obama, taking guidance from the State Department. I have uh, Samantha Power. I've been watching all of um, um, the United Nations Security Council. Uh, very interesting because I watched some of her, but I I, I didn't get any clips. So no, no, I, I, I got a quick clip from her with Brolf. And God, she's such a nervous wreck. She makes you shake when you watch her. And she's a dude. She's like a dude. She might be a dude. She might be a dude. And she's got her Sam. But when she's, it's kind of interesting because when she's sitting at the desk in the Security Council and she's lean, because she, I guess she has bad eyes. And she has to lean down really far to read her paper, which has her words on it. Because, I mean, if she had to come up with something herself, smoke would come out of her ears probably. And she has her blouse is always unbuttoned, that one button uncomfortably too far. Yeah, she's got a, yeah, her look is not good. And by the way, you know, there is, if she, if she could ever learn this, there are bigger you can make fonts bigger on <laughs> it's just Word. A, it's just a thought. You make it like 18 points instead of like 12, and you can read it. And the Curry Dvorak Consulting Group, we're very happy to write some words for you that are bigger in font. 
Uh, so here's Sam Powers. We are pursuing our interests. We, we see an interest in the Ukrainian context, not only in standing with the Ukrainian people at this incredibly difficult time, but also standing up for the rules of the road in the international order. It would be immensely destabilizing if any sub-region anywhere could just call a referendum with no regard uh, for the view of the broader population, no regard uh, for the view of the legitimate authorities, uh, and simply decide to join a neighboring country. Yeah, I think that's the tell. Uh, that's what she's worried about. Um, and I'm not sure if she's working for state or the administration. I want to thank the administration because she's so dumb that everything she's saying, that she's probably taking your guidance from somewhere else. Uh, Moldova had a referendum. There's lots of countries that are going to start thinking about having a referendum and joining Russia, but more importantly, splitting in two. And that's very dangerous in, uh, in certain cases, like Ukraine. Very, very dangerous. I had, uh, what else? Do you have anything else? I have one more. I only have one more clip on this. I have one more clip, which is it's a little off topic, but it's about, I just cracked up listening to this report on the, on apparently all these websites are cropping up. Again, if you remember the Georgia situation. Oh, yeah. Which websites which, are cropping according up. According to there. everybody, we have to remind everyone, uh, despite what the New York Times and CNN and ABC, NBC, CBS, and everyone will tell you, uh, Georgia was the aggressor in South Ossetia. The Russians retaliated. Russia did not all of a sudden wake up and attack. And, and that is admitted by international bodies, only the lexicon is, is exactly the other way around. Well, there was a, at the time that the, the Georgia situation occurred, we had dissected and done some who is is and looked at some of the websites that were yeah. coming out. They're clearly coming from the United States and they were done as uh, from state, from right. state, we believe. Right. right. Now, they apparently now we're starting to see websites again. It's very much Hillary uh, Clinton's huh? playbook. Yep. Cropping up. And these sites, and the one that really got me there, these are all sites sh showing that. The Russians are lying to their own people about what's going on in Ukraine <laughs> yeah. as if no other country ever kind of bullshits their own population. But that's fine. They, they're, they're, and they're, they're scolding the Russians. I don't, see what, I don't get what that's all about except for the fact that one of these websites in particular, the one that's highlighted, is, in, is written in Ukrainian and English. Mm -hmm. How convenient. Uh, so let's play this. You get a little feeling for why I thought this was funny. Uh, which clip am I looking at here? This would be Ukraine news watchdogs. Ukrainian activists have had enough of Russian media circulating what they say is false information about the current crisis in Ukraine. And so they've decided to take action, to take to the web and debunk Moscow's propaganda. A number of sites have emerged online over the past few days aimed at setting the record straight. Platforms like stopfake.org, written in Russian and English, or fakecontrol.org, available in Russian and Ukrainian only, have been cataloging all the articles and other pieces published in Russian media since the start of the crisis that contain major factual errors. Two sites with a common objective, prove pro-Kremlin media outlets are intentionally misinforming the public about the situation unfolding in Ukraine. Liga.net is serving a similar purpose. The popular Ukrainian news portal has published a list of myths relating to the Ukraine crisis currently doing the rounds online. It includes one article, for example, that claims hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians are trying to flee the country. The story comes with a photo supposedly illustrating this mass exodus. It was a photo in Poland, apparently. Hmm. 
It's it's like the uh, the Newswire 24 thing that came through today. According to the iskranews.info last night, Ukrainian gold reserves were loaded onto an unidentified transport aircraft in Kyiv's Borispol airport, and it took off immediately. A source in the Ukrainian government confirmed the transfer of the gold reserves of Ukraine to the United States was ordered by the acting prime minister. (laughs) Please. (laughs) They took all the gold. Yeah. Uh, Please. (laughs) To the United States, of course. Of all places. Yeah, that's where you want to take it, right. Well, that Yats guy is coming to the U.S., the prime minister. Yeah. Have you you seen him now with his... The skinny guy with a bald head and the little glasses? Yeah. I know. He's like, he doesn't look, he looks like anything. What does he look? He looks like an accountant. Yeah. Thank you. Exactly what I was going to say. He looks like a a CFO. Yeah, a CFO. Of, of Of a startup. No, no, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. I think of an older company. No, he looks not like, startup. Well, um, maybe he wears a suit and tie. Startups guy never do that. Uh, when they're going to the to the valley, they will. Not anymore. You haven't been around. There's, <laughs> I haven't seen a tie anywhere. <laughs> okay, the ties are out. Out. It's all over. It's done. Well. Uh, anyway, yeah, the guy, I don't know where they get this guy. We should do a little work on him. We haven't done that. Well, he he was, actually, I think he was the finance minister. Oh, okay, well, that Funny makes enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he, he he's he's looking way too cocky, you know what I mean? He's walking around, like, and, and and whenever he sees, well, when he saw the, the no-chin monster in Brussels, he's like, kiss, 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 three kisses, yes, I'm, I'm from Ukraine, kiss, 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 we kiss you. I kissed your chin off, sorry. How did you know you kissed the chin? <laughs> How would you know you kissed chin? Uh, I got my last clip is uh, Andrea Mitchell's husband. Uh, now, Andrea Mitchell is part of the script, part of the game. Uh, and her husband is Alan Greenspan, former central banker of the, these United States of America. And here's his uh, take uh, from Bloomberg on Ukraine and Putin. Uh, I'm pessimistic, if you want to put it that way. I think what will happen eventually is, uh, let's face it, Putin uh, probably almost certainly thinks that one of the great disasters uh, of the oh, 20th meme. century. What? Meme alert. What was it? I, did, I missed we it. We heard this. We heard this on the last show. I, I didn't notice it, but now I, I notice it. It's a meme. What was that the meme? Putin thinks one of the great world's great disasters ah. is the breakup of the Soviet Union. Ah. Let's face it, Putin uh, probably almost certainly thinks that one of the great disasters uh, of the 20th century was the demise of the Soviet Union. And it's very obvious that he's trying to work its way back and maintain something similar to that sort of institution. And uh, I don't see that we have the capability of uh, preventing it, except if we can affect their financial system significantly, that it creates major deterioration within Russia, in which case there will be a response, right. but only in that case, as far as I'm concerned. Work with me on, on the economics here for a second, John. Uh, so we know the, the ruble is being rubbleized, uh, although, I mean, it's, you, the chart looks really bad, but it's, you know, it's, it's, never it's small. Yeah, it's never been great. Um, okay, so whatever... <sighs> Uh, what happens 
if you look at this gas euro recycling business. Well, we'll stop there. Because we, I had a clip, we didn't play it last show because I just didn't get around to it. But this one guy was asserting that the, he just asserted that the Russians were doing a, a end run on the petrodollars in a number of places and a number of ways. And you are the ones that first spotted this with the Libyan situation where Gaddafi was trying to come up with the Afro dollars. The, 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 the gold Anytime, dinar. The gold dinar. Yeah, the gold dinar. Anytime, right, which is was an interesting idea. Anytime anyone pulls a stunt like this about our petrodollars, because we control the world's currency, they're, they're standard. We're the right, ones that's right, dollars, right. and that's how we can be in such great debt and the rest of it, because we, we have this. That's this, how we do it. That's our system. It's the way it works. Right. And when somebody screws with us, with, with that particular element, the one thing that we really own uh, worldwide and the Russians have been doing that, and they do have this backdoor deal with Germany. But they were going to, according to this other report, I'm going to bring it back on the show for Thursday. I'll, I'll dig it up. The guy says that Russia was in the process of, of setting up shop with this system, with this new uh, petrol. Didn't he want to, it was like the gas OPEC or something? He was. The, it Putin? was some other thing, and yeah. they got, got beaten back on it. I think this is one of these payback deals where we're, we're going to teach him a lesson until he just backs off of this stupid Fake, uh, you know, this little currency that he's developed right. for buying and selling his gas. So, I mean, that is the land of unconfirmed Yes, yes. We came, we saw, <laughs> he died. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's what happened to Gaddafi. And uh, who else did we kill for that? Well, wasn't Saddam Hussein talking about yeah, no, Saddam Hussein trading in euros? He was killed for, for, well, we didn't kill him. We just invaded his country and we got him out of the hole and then... Then uh, hung him. Someone else hung him. We didn't do that. We're not barbarians like that. We just put it on YouTube. Right. Remember that? Do you remember that? How cool that was? <laughs> that was Money that to, in the bank. That to friend. me was the launch of YouTube, man. When that happened, what was you? Wait, was YouTube around? Did we see that on YouTube? Was YouTube's been around? I don't know. No, I don't know if that was on YouTube. Yes, it, I, I'm sure it was. No, but was that the launch? I can't. I'm not so no, sure. No, no, YouTube was already on its way by then. But that was awesome. And, and, and cussing them out. It's probably it was a double. I, I'm never convinced that was really. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's it, it's it all good theater. It's all, it was great theater. Loved it. That was so fabulous. we may be engaged in another one of these little things, and so we're going to stir up trouble. <laughs> well, the problem is it backs off. But but kind of the problem, or maybe the benefit, and this, again, this is how I see it. Well, <clears throat> let me go back to your objection the other day, and I and I'm going to backpedal a little bit for argument's sake. Let's say the the uh, very important is Dow Chemical and um, and what's the other guys who make plastic stuff with our gas? <clears throat> Dupont. Uh, Dupont. And that's essentially manufacturing. Can we just call it manufacturing? Uh, these days, everything is plastic. Um, yes. Our gas is half the price of manufacturing gas in Germany, as an example, when they make the plastic for their BMWs. Would it not be a double whammy if we, if this re, this gas euro recycling business, if it if it all slows down because of whatever we do, um, and it just really hurts Russia, but it also hurts the big manufacturing giant in Europe, and then we can become the new manufacturing guys. Is that possible? Is that even in the realm of possibility? Well, everything is in the realm of possibility. I don't know that we would want to do that. I think we just want to 
I like, I think there's a something kind of pure about just selling the raw material at a, yeah. at a good price. Right. Right. The gas, you mean the gas. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the DuPont and maybe DuPont and Dow are just going to have to pay more and raise prices on the hapless Americans. Cause we right. always end the paying for everything anyway. <laughs> and, uh, and they can move that stuff into Europe. I don't yeah. know. I keep forgetting that uh, our government doesn't care about us either. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, you always <laughs> have to remember that our government doesn't care we're just stupid at slaves all to about them. the American no, public. No, we're just dumb slaves to them. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, 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 the one thing I think we can agree on, there's not going to be any American-Russian war. But I am seriously worried about some someone lighting off some nuclear plant. It's been done before in that region. I'm not saying that was terrorism or anything, but it was pretty bad, and it was a weapons plant. It wasn't a, a power generation reactor, Chernobyl, and it was in that you know in the same country. I'm very worried about this happening. And could you imagine what that would do to the gas business? Oh yeah, wouldn't I mean that would that would settle it forever? Those, those guys shooting at both sides may be hired by T Boone Pickens for all you to know. To go up there and blow up. Uh, I know. mean, that's what uh, uh, what's it, H Ross Perot used to have his own army. Oh really? Yeah, he he used it to he used that little army of his of mercenaries to free some of his guys that were held for ransom in one some country somewhere. Sent his boys in and they brought him back. Really, that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I think a lot of these guys have private armies. It's not talked about much because it's kind of, you know, and I think that's what Blackwater and those guys are really for. They're not really there to work for the U.S. government. No, no, they're just to stir up the crap and, and blow well, something up. Well, it depends on who's hiring them, but they could be hired by T. Boone Pickens. I mean, you and I, if we had any budget, we could hire Blackwater to go do stuff. <laughs> if something ever happens to you or I, the, 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 <laughs> the No Agenda Army is going to show up. <laughs> like, hey. We're looking for a curry and divorce. I mean, we have to remember that these guys work uh, on consignment. Not consignment, but they work on, on contract. Right. You hire them to do something. And they, I mean, you first you go in and you have a meeting with them. I'd like to do this, actually, just so you see exactly what the process is. But you would expect you go and have a meeting with them. You tell them what you want to have done. It's like going to an advertising agency. You ask them, you know, you need to get a higher profile. You want to promote this new product and all the rest of it. And then they tell you what they think. Yep. And I would assume you go do the same thing with Blackwater or any of these groups. There's bunches of them. There's not just Blackwater. There's probably dozens of them. And you go in there and you tell them what you want. And they come back with a plan and a, and a, and a fee. It's going to cost you this much. And the next thing you know, you've got your boys over there shooting people. Now, let me just tie into this as we move forward. On the 24th and 25th of March in The Hague, Den Haag, in the Netherlands, Gitmo Lowlands, the Nuclear Security Summit will be held. Everybody will be there, including Obama. Uh, he actually will be staying on a uh, military ship, I believe, in the North Sea. So he won't go to Sochi, but he goes to, the, to there. Okay. Now, again, the Nuclear Security Summit, Nuclear Security Summit, which may not be about nuclear bombs per se... What's interesting is the entire Gitmo lowlands has been shut down. There is, a, there is not only a no-fly zone all over the entire country, but if you have a balloon on a string longer than three feet, you will be a balloon. You will be arrested. It's nuts. Wow. Um, the cool news is uh, there was a report here. The uh, Society Service, 
uh, was interviewed. Escort uh, company. Society Service uh, says that they have, uh, it's never been this busy before a summit. Usually there's about uh, six days before a summit. They get all their bookings. Uh, actually, no, two between two and eight days. But they said we've seen bookings weeks in advance. And they have all kinds of uh, non-disclosure forms they have to sign. So business is booming in advance of the new For the hookers. For the hookers, for the escorts, yes. For the, for the high... High end, the high, high end, the high end. Yes. So <laughs> let me get, let, let me just throw this in before you, as you continue this. Mm -hmm. This, since they say it's never been so high, this makes it sound as though these guys are scheming something, Thank and you. they're getting as much as they can from the hookers before they know they may get killed. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, if you're like you're going on a, on I'm a going out with mission, a bang. I'm going out with a bang. <laughs> I'm just suggesting yeah. the possibility. Well, the the society service says they've never seen uh, uh, bookings this far in advance. Uh, it's not uncommon to have documents they have to sign, but really, it's two to eight days in advance typically, and this is really a really a big deal. But uh, I love the non disclosures with the hookers. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is great. Uh, while what we're on, joke. yeah, while we're on that. Um, I think I caught something which um, we can we can also see this unfold. Uh, something very weird happened here in the United States. And this had to do not so much with the actual act itself, which was this guy who was uh, acquitted initially. Well, acquitted because the, the law didn't uh, adhere for it of uh, taking upskirt photos uh, of women on the train, uh, and uh, within three days. Uh, there was a law on the books which uh, forbade this in the, I believe, in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, and, I, and I was kind of wondering, and besides, it, you know, upskirts have been, it's been going on forever. You know, there's entire websites devoted to upskirts. Like, oh, all of a sudden people are like, really? They're using smartphones for upskirts? Oh! So I had to figure out what was going on. And I, and I think that from this report, which includes uh, Oprah's girlfriend on CBS there with Charlie Rose... I think I know what's happening. This morning, lawmakers in Massachusetts are looking for their own solution after the state's highest court caused outrage. The justices ruled unanimously yesterday that a man accused of taking pictures underneath a woman's skirt on a commuter train did not, I repeat, not break the law. The practice is known as upskirting. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman is a Massachusetts trial attorney. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, how is this not illegal? Yeah. Well, it's dreadful. It's creepy. Yeah. It's something that none of us want to happen to ourselves or to others. But if you look at the language of the law. Now listen very carefully what is happening here. In Massachusetts, it's not illegal. Why not? Well, the why not is because the way the legislature had drafted this law says that a woman has to be nude. Now she's talking about the peeping Tom law. Or partially nude and <laughs> that she has to be in a place with a reasonable expectation of privacy. The law was about peeping Toms. You're in your bedroom. You're in your bathroom. You're in the locker room at the gym. That was who the law was designed to protect and to criminalize. That's not what this law says about 
keeping up with the times. Okay, so so far, I'm you know we're sucked in. It's got sex in there. Everyone knows about upskirts. Of course, we want it to happen to someone else. It's great. It's hilarious. It's really funny. I bet chicks love watching, looking at upskirts too. Oh, look at the oh she has no underwear on. Oh, look at the stupid underwear she's wearing. But it's not about the upskirt at all. It's about the process of and the reconfiguring of old laws, i.e. the Constitution. We're not dealing with technology. Go ahead. Uh, Does that sound familiar? We're not dealing with technology? Does it it ever frustrate you that the letter of the law does not have common sense? Oh, (laughs) common sense? Is it starting to catch on? This This is a prelude to, well... You know, we, we've updated laws for upskirts. We should be able to up, uh, update laws for right to bear arms. And we're not talking about muskets. That's free speech while you're mus- at it. Muskets anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because essentially upskirts, if you take it to the extreme, is free speech. Uh, yeah, uh, don't make that argument yet. I want, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I just want, I want you to hear how they hammer on this. This is going to be used to change, const- to change interpretation of laws already on the books. <laughs> well, this letter of this law actually okay. once upon a time and long ago. Once upon a time and long ago. Land far, far away. Land far, far away. Like, you know, when uh, wow. George Washington was running hey, around. Hold on a second. Didn't we have film cameras that could do the same thing <laughs> since like 1900? Yeah. I mean, I think they were first brownie, you know. Was... <laughs> Did have common But sense. I'm talking about for now. Well, for, for now, now. It does not. It doesn't because, of course, cell phones are ubiquitous. And, I mean, we know I'm someone who goes up to Boston, Massachusetts on a regular basis. I'm not wearing this dress on the subway, on the MTA, until this law is changed. So there will be a rush <laughs> to the legislature to say, come on, come with the times, get it right. Come with the times, get it right, land, land far away. Why? Watch. You watch. And, of course, this was changed in, like, what, in four days? They now have an upskirt law. You think they'd have better things to do with their time? Well, I think that this is just a red herring, John. Well, I, you might be right. Yeah, but I, I also agree with you. It is it is totally free speech. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, you don't want the upskirt thing? Be careful. A, or wear pants. <laughs> Another tip. From the No Agenda Show. Or wear an advertisement under there. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. <laughs> Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. In the Good idea, by the way. No Agenda yeah. upskirt pants. Yeah, yeah. Noagendashow.com right there. Guy takes the picture. What's this? It goes on the internet. Because it should have like one of those little dangling Christmas trees, like in the cab. The air freshener says no agenda show. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Evgeny Kovalev, $169 from New York. And he says the Thursday show is fantastic. Here's some value for value. It's the great Soissant Neuf. Oh, because it's $169. Le Grand Soissant Neuf. Merci. Deshaun Gilbert, Chicago, one, two, three, four, five. Nice. C squared productions, one hundred twenty-three dollars and thirty-three cents. Craig uh, Mazella in Norwalk, Connecticut, one eleven eleven. Which he's got a something for the uh, club. What does he got here? Yeah. Well, he's a birthday call out to his hot milf wife Jamie. We got her on the list. We got that on the list. Uh. 
She surprised me a show or two ago with a donation. I know she'll be thrilled to hear some birthday wishes on the show. Oh, huh. okay. Oh, and... Uh, Give her a milf. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do that at any time. That's one mother I'd like to... Oh, he wants an Oreos are more addictive than cocaine. Yeah, you well, forget. We already got Kuang Lu. We don't even have that clip. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, then play it. Of course I have that clip. What are you talking about? I am I am the clip man. Oreos are just as addictive as cocaine. There you go. Kuang Lu, $100.04 from Santa Ana, California. Um, He says he wants me to go into it more often. Okay, I'll go on today then. Oh, good idea. Trent Smith, $100 in North Fremantle, Western Australia. We have a birthday call out there. And we have a couple 999ers, Mark Williams uh, from Longmont, Colorado, and Trot Sprague, who actually mailed it in, and he's got a note, which was actually kind of long, but let's see what he got. Sprague. I've got a new technique for my notes. I take a felt-tip pen, and I write their name on it so I can grab their note without fumbling around like I've been doing in the past. This show is getting slicker. You mean you have a a filing system? Yeah. Oh, nice. My birthday. We got a birthday. Did we get a birthday on him? No. Okay, put him on the birthday list. Sorry, I should have sent this Mm -hmm. to Eric, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your system needs refining. (laughs) Well, you know, there's that. Uh, My birthday, March 7th, present to myself as a subscription renewal to the best podcast in the universe or possibly the best NGO in the universe. There you go. Uh, By the way, you were talking about flexible spending accounts, FSA, a... Uh, a few shows back, the FSA allows you to set aside pre-tax money from your paycheck to go into medical expenses. Before the Affordable Care Act, you could bank up to 5K a year. Now it's 2 After ACA, it's now only 2.5K. Thanks, Obama. Before ACA, you could expense OTC, medical, aspirin, everything, bandages, you name it. Now you have to have a script from the doctor to get anything. Well, that's right. So you have to have a script to get some Band-Aids, <laughs> Progress, I think not. Thank you, Obamacare. What's uh, going? Who's going to the doctor to get a script? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so put him on the list. Yep. Uh, Christopher Gray and Ron Blanc. Sixty-nine, dudes. Wait a minute. Are they both? Sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Both from Grand Blanc, Michigan. Grand Blanc, Michigan. He comes in uh, monthly. Thomas Wea, Wea, Wuyu, Wea, Wea. Via. Thomas Via. Via. Thomas Thomas Via in Nazarens in Norway. 6969. David Helm, 6969. And that closes it. We got one, two, three, four, three. Three. So it's not enough for a closeout. Nope. Christopher Scott, Gilbert, Arizona, 6868. Ah, another note. (laughs) And there it is right there. Here's a long note, so I'm not going to read it. Uh, thank you for your courage and found your show informational, and it goes on for nearly a year, but I've yet to donate. It's time to get off my ass and give some value for value where value belongs. Uh, and he sent me a uh, North Dakota State University bison hoodie, mm. which has, which I actually requested on the Twitch show, which has shows them as a three-peat in the NCAA football tournament for for uh, Division One. So... Thank you very much for that. I, I, I can wear it with pride because we have no winning teams around here that I can wear. I know it doesn't mean anything to you. Christopher, that's Christopher Scott. Uh, I'm sorry, Christopher Scott in Gilbert, Arizona. Times are tough. 
I can only afford 68. So whose note uh, did you just read? David uh, David Helm ah, in Fargo. Okay. Uh, okay. I didn't m mess that up, did I? Yeah, you did. But that's okay. I did. David Helm. David Helm's in Fargo. He's, he's in North Dakota, so he sent me the North Dakota thing. David uh, Clem Clevenger in Sterling, Virginia, 6365. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got a birthday. Sir John Martinez of Gar Garlic Belch, <laughs> which is Gilroy, California, exactly. Now, people are doing the penny voting here. He got a vote. This is a two. Yeah, he wants the clip show primer. And by the way, Ramsey Kane, who does noagendacd.com, he immediately said, I'll do it. Didn't he, yeah. do, didn't he do the previous clip show? Yeah, he's yeah. the clip show guy. He's great. He's fantastic. He's much better at clip shows than we are. Uh, Tom Eric Saint uh, fell apart because it's an awesome. Stuart? 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 I think so. Okay. And he voted $60 and one cent. Option one. Option one, which was, I forgot. <laughs> Sir Daniel Foster in Maynardsville, Maynardville, Tennessee, $60. Robert Hills, Atlanta, Georgia, $60. Graham Wolf in Wichita, Kansas, 60. John Haller in Missoula, Montana, 60. Dennis, what, Dennis Daniels, we have a special 60, by the way, and we're going to read some of these. We got uh, John Haller's got a birthday coming up. Can I, can I just, since, you know, it's kind of weird that uh, you know, and not everyone has the newsletter. Let me give you the options real quick. Okay. One penny, do a full show on some other day to replace the Sunday show. Two pennies, solicit the audience for ideas for, fa for a fabulous clip show that can be used as a primer. Three pennies, run a rerun of a classic show. And four pennies, do one of those interview shows. And five pennies is go dark. <laughs> uh, you don't have that in the newsletter. Yeah, I do. You're looking at the original script. Uh, the, I added it. <clears throat> correct. I'm, I am reading the script. Yeah, the yeah, original script. Yeah, you're not looking yeah. at the newsletter, actually. All right. Yeah, five <clears throat> is go dark. Okay, dark. I thought that option was important. <laughs> dark. Just to see how many people really would like to see us just go off the air. We're going dark, people. <laughs> uh, John Haller, I mentioned, Missoula, Montana, 60 bucks. Jason Daniels. These are all congratulatory uh, notes from people for the 60th, the 600th show. Uh, John, Jason Daniels in Dallas, Texas, $60. Sir Jason Schrader in Greensboro, North Carolina, with a congratulatory note, $60. Rory Buska, 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 in Miamisburg, Ohio, uh, $60. And he had a, he's been a listener forever. And I, th I thought he was a knight. Whatever. Maybe not. Um, Sir, da so. Sir David Overbeck is, and he's in Brookfield, Wisconsin. It says keep it up, 60 bucks. And then we go to 55.55 from Matthew Dropko from Delaware. And the five, I, it's hard to say whether that's his normal donation or he wants us to go dark. I, I thought I thought Matthew was Sir Matthew. It is Sir Matthew. Yeah, people, Sorry. make sure, make sure you add uh, add your titles on your donations, please. Very hard for us to track that. Yeah, Dropko's been around forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard Zula in Irwin, Pennsylvania, double nickels on the dime, the one and only. Anonymous from Derby, Derbyshire, 5353, and I'm assuming that means he wants option number three. Michael Jed in North Lakes, Queensland, 5150. Rich Semmel in Durham, North Carolina. He has a note he hand wrote and sent in. He says... Thanks for your courage. It's been a long time since I last donated. I'm sorry for the lack of support on my end. I feel I certainly received tremendous value from your show. Huh. He likes the uh, club action. Mm -hmm. 
I like what Mark <coughs> Heimerman, he had option number six for the Easter show. <laughs> this is very funny. Let everyone vote, <coughs> vote with their wallet. With a donation, they get to vote for one show number. The show dollar, which brings in the most dollars, wins. <laughs> this is not going to happen. <laughs> this is not going to happen. This is not, not going to work. We, we don't want that. We, 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 because some guy will just, it, you know, here's how you do it. You can stuff the ballot by just donating yeah, one exactly, dollar. Exactly. I mean, it's going to, going to cost you anything to get 50 votes in, and we're going to have to play show one. That's yeah, no good. Which is not entertaining by any means. No offense to us. Uh, tinyempire.com, uh, $50.04 from Phoenix, Arizona. Michael Mataloni in Chicago, 50 And these are all $50 donors. David Post, uh, Pete, David Pete in LLC. Aubrey, Texas. Jan Vanderlaan. In Assen. <laughs> All right. Jan van der Laan. La, Jan van der Laan. You don't have to mock me. I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to get the, the sound down. Okay. Repeat after me. Jan van der Laan. Laan van der Laan. Assen. Assen. Drenthe. Drenthe. Very good. Thank you. Gary Wiley in Squim, Washington. John Virtue in Newport Beach, California. Brian Watson in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, Brett Farrell in Oklahoma City, and finally, Aichi Katagawa in San Francisco, the man who'd invented the Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank all these folks hey, for helping us. Just, just, for, just for yucks, because I see him here, <clears throat> number 51 on the list is a monthly donor. Yeah. I just want you to mention the town he's from. We're number 51, a monthly yeah. donor. Oh, uh, Lutbrook. Lutjebrook. 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 Okay. Every Dutch listener and producer right now is laughing, believe me. Why? Why? What it's am hard I to explain. Is a joke that Lutjebrook's not even a town? It's a real town, Lutjebrook, but no one's ever really from there. It's <laughs> kind of like Des Moines. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people are from Des Moines, but it's Lutjebrook. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. So the guy's got a sense of humor. Someone's laughing, believe me. Not, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, these guys are riot. <laughs> They're I want awesome. to thank everybody who helped us out on show 598. 599 is coming up on uh, Thursday. You can get your double uh, producer's credit by That's donating right. $600. On, for 599, you'll get 599 and 600. Uh, or you can wait. Now, wait a minute. You had something in the newsletter specifically about um, uh, about the 60. Yeah, and we, we 60 means we they're, they're all congratulatory and we read some of the notes. Yes. Well, you just, I'm just saying you should mention it. Not everyone has the newsletter. People, sign up for the newsletter, please, so we don't have to do this all the time. Yeah, we don't want to waste time talking about the newsletter. Yeah, sign up. There's a sign-up thing on my blog. There's one on the noagendashow.com. Anyway, that's, I want to thank everyone, and that's go to Dvorak.org slash NA for further information. Alrighty. Dvorak.org slash NA. It's your birthday, birthday. Oh, no, Sprague celebrated on the 7th. We say happy birthday to him. Sir Chris Abram uh, turned 44 on March 8th. Craig Mazella says happy birthday to his hot milk wife, Jamie. Mom, dad, and brother Trent Smith. Say happy birthday to Carl Drake, turning 28. 
David Clevenger, Clevenger, 63 on uh, the 5th of March, which was my uh, sister Willow's birthday as well. Happy birthday to her. And Sir Daniel Foster, happy birthday to his sister Rebecca Foster, celebrating today. And John Haller turned 70 on the 12th. Happy birthday from all your friends here at the best podcast in the universe. It's and we do have one. March 5th is what? You blanked Will out. Willow's birthday. Is whose? Willow. My sister Willow. Oh, hi, Willow. Yeah. Who, by the way, her husband, Alessandro, uh, knows the, he grew up with the new prime minister of Italy. Oh. From the same town. Nice. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's kind of, um. Can we get a tour of the parliament? <laughs> you know, that's, that's not a bad idea. But I, that's why I don't want to say everything she told me. No. Yeah. But uh, we got our eye on him. Let's put it that way. Unelected, right. unelected prime minister, I might add. He was, let's put it this way. He was kind of one of those kids, I think, who had the big keychain in, in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, know those I guys. Gotta, look at all the keys I've got on my keychain. <laughs> a lot of keys. <laughs> you I know. Did that up, upscale you, person that the keys on some sort of a spring-loaded. <laughs> yeah, and they snap it, snap it back all day long. Like, yeah, I maybe it was a hall monitor. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to be careful because I don't want to blow our chances of getting the tour of the parliament. So I'm going to be very easy. All right, I do want you to uh, to grab your blade there, John. If you could, uh, if you could pull that out, you got it. Yeah, hang on. Oh, very good. Paul Cohen, step forward, my friend. Wow. It's been a couple of episodes. We're very happy to uh, bring on another night. Thank you very much for your courage and your support of the best podcast in the universe. The amount of $1,000 or more. We hereby pronounce the Sir Paul Knight of the Noah Jenner Roundtable. Come on over for your bad science and perky rests. Your Cuban cigars and single malt scotch, your hookers and blow, your rent boys and chardonnay, your hot pants and booze, your wenches and beer, rubinus, women and rosé, vodka, the middle of bong hits and bourbon, or mutton and mead. And go to noagenonation.com slash rings uh, so Eric the Shill can hook you up and get your ring out to you along with your sealing wax and your official uh, certificate. And uh, while you're there, everybody else can go to noagenonation.com and uh, look at some of the fine products. Eric, is uh, he's got a whole business going on there. I haven't seen any money from Eric recently. Yeah, you're not going to see it. Well, wait a minute. He's just take. Oh. We're just promoting, and he just takes it. Uh, well, you should give us something. Maybe he hasn't sold many bags. I think you took half of them by accident. <laughs> no, no. You have like a huge. You have like a bin of them. <laughs> no, not anymore. What happened to him? Well, all? Mickey has a number that she's she's liking him. She's got him everywhere in the car, you know, in the in the pantry, in the closet. It's a gorgeous bag. It is a good bag. And Plus then the thirty three thing. It's just pretty. And she it's give, a nice logo. And the rest she's giving away. And she's like, and it's like, oh, should I give these guys some bags? No. I've been giving everybody a bag. That, that, was, that was the original idea. Yeah. That, the original idea was given yeah, to people. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, second half of the show, I wanted to address something that is that has cropped up recently, and it's... Uh, the, the, uh, I think we should do it because... Uh, you know, I was involved with kind of that uh, that podcasting thing in the very beginning, and I've invented the podcast. Yeah, they've uh, should have been tracked down by Leah, the the investigative reporter. You know that woman who busted this this. You're talking about Bitcoin, right? You're gonna no, go there? no, that's not what I'm going to do. No. Oh, because I thought you were going to go there because you're talking about origins. Uh, no, I was going to talk about uh, uh, another podcast actually. Oh, oh, this is 
caught me off with okay well yes and it won't catch you off guard um the uh Patent Troll Defense Fund. I'm getting oh. a lot of emails about this. Oh, yeah. And I do yeah. I do need to talk about this because I think I'm uniquely qualified to talk about this. I think so, too. And no one else can talk about this the way I can talk about it. This is right. You're the, you're the podfather. Correct. Um, so it, what has happened is there is a fund anything drive, which has been set up by Adam Carolla, who arguably has uh, one of the most... Uh, downloaded podcasts uh, in the universe. He's not the best podcast in the universe, but he's always number one on iTunes. Uh, I've been on his show. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think he likes me. I don't know why. But I. I don't think he likes anybody. That's possible. Um, and so they have a little video. What's happening is people are emailing me and saying, "Hey, you on board with this?" And I have yeah. to. And I have to send back a no. I'm not. And I. And I. And I am tired of explaining why. So I want to do that on the show with some a little bit of uh, explanation um, because I, I don't like what is happening. It, it, uh, there's misnomers, there's misinformation going on here. And I, first I will play uh, the video that Adam Carolla has put out along on his Fund Anything, a Donald Trump property, Fund Anything website, which I think they've already raised $100,000. They're looking for a million dollars to give to lawyers, essentially, to, uh, to, to fund uh, a lawsuit. Hi, I'm small business owner Adam Carolla. By the way, that's very funny. <laughs> I think that's a good way to start. I'm standing in my studio. I built this studio. Actually, we all kind of built this studio because you guys supported me and my podcast, and we started a nice small business with a handful of friendly employees who aim to please. Unfortunately, they're guys called patent trolls. What do they do? Honestly, I still don't know. They buy up patents, and then they use them to get money out of businesses. And in this case, a podcast, a small podcast. Well, normally, people settle up with these guys because it's so expensive to fight these guys in court. Well, guess what? We're going to circle the wagons, band together, and come out throwing punches. Here's my plan. We all band together, all the podcasts, because remember, if I go down... Well, then your favorite podcast is going down next, and we're going to all fall like dominoes. But if we all unify and stand and fight together, we can beat the trolls. But we can't do it alone. We need your support. Go to fundanything.com forward slash patent troll, and let's smash the trolls. All right. Very nice with the patriotic music and everything. Now, I am the first guy who will, is against the man and wants to bring everything and everybody down. Uh, but I do like uh, information to be correct. And, I'm, and I'm, it, it really bothers me because I know Adam Carolla, he can't be dumb. You know, and I see like, oh, he's, he says he doesn't understand what's going on. First of all, and uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation also approached me about this, calling this uh, lawsuit a patent troll lawsuit. I'm sorry, it is not a patent troll lawsuit. The, there's a podcast patent that, had, that was awarded uh, to a company called uh, uh, Personal Audio, and they have not sold their patent to a third party. They have not leased it out. They are uh, trying to uh, protect their patent and get money for it. Now, it's this does not mean I agree that they should have the so-called podcast patent, but the system 
works this way. Uh, no one was up in arms about the one-click patent from Amazon. In fact, everybody was all on board with it, and lots of companies paid for that to, for, to be able to do one-click. It's a process patent. It's very, it's crazy. The patent system is out of control, but it is not a patent troll. It is not. Um, what happened is they patented a process of uh, distributing episodic content online in a playlist and automatic notification system. Apple actually already paid them and continues to pay them a licensing fee. They went to court over playlisting and Apple could not beat them. Apple, okay? Uh, as a part of that, as a, as a part of that playlist patent, they also have this, uh, I think it's called the 504, the 502 patent. And it's award. It's been awarded. Now there's ways to get rid, you know, to challenge the patent. Um, but what is being sold to people and the money that is being raised, which I don't even think is necessary, and I think that the Adam Carolla podcast empire has already changed their website, so they are no longer in a breach of any of said patents. I don't see episodic players anymore, which is essentially what it is. Um, any company that has done that in the past received a letter, uh, including, I believe, the Twit Network, Leo has talked about that, and the Discovery Network, uh, as well as um, uh, Apple. And um, Apple has already agreed to be paying uh, a fee for the way that they present podcasts in episodic format. Why have we never received um, uh, any threatening letter? Not because they don't want to go after us. In fact, I think we'd be a perfect target. Because we can't afford any kind of legal help. Um, not because we're not popular. I think we're popular. I mean, let's face it, we are the best podcast in the universe. But because we've never had a display on our webpage of episodic uh, automatic notification playlist of our shows. No, and when one show stops playing, if you do it on the website, it doesn't it go does, to the next show. It doesn't play to the next show. Exactly. Now, that's not by design. It's because of laziness. <laughs> I didn't, laziness pays off we've got better things to do than worry about that exactly. sort of thing we're trying to get information on yeah, that we exactly. use on the show that's where our time is right. spent now but when you listen to now here's uh, Adam Crowler with Dr. Drew they're back together doing a show I get a little angry about this because lots of well minded people are like yeah let's go get the patent trolls if you want to give your money to lawyers uh, and I don't think anything has to be fought here. I think uh, what they've done, they could just stop presenting it the way they want. If you, if if the Electronic Frontier Foundation wants to go fight them over this patent, I'm all for that. And I think, that, and there's a process for that, and it's, and it's an expensive process. But I'm not, I'm not going to promote or join up with anyone who says if we don't do this, all podcasts and YouTube are going down. That's what's being said Dot here. Um, forward slash patent troll trying to beat back these patent trolls. Basically, it's like this. There's two people doing work here, me and the guy who invented the patent. If you think about it, yeah. all you've done is got in between the two of us and decided you're going to get rich. And again, this is a lie. There is no patent company. There's a lawyer, but no patent troll in between. Personal audio is uh, is trying to protect its patent. So it's just a lie I believe a cheap marketing ploy, and I don't like it. I don't. I want the truth about what 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 podcasting patents are or not. 
not some bullcrap story. What if we could ever invent a law that would charge attorneys for whatever lost economic growth or economic productivity is incurred from their shitty, shitty interventions? Yeah, that's there's there's Dr. Drew, moron. No, we, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we could just, I have, just put that kind of law in place. I have uh, countless hours tied up into fighting this litigation. So what we're doing is we're standing and fighting, and we're uniting the podcast community. Okay. I have not gotten any call from anybody from the podcast community. Have you gotten any call? Like, Hello? Hello, no. podcast community calling here. No. No, no there's been no. no uniting of the podcast community. I hate that, by the way. It's like saying the gay community. Please. And I'm going to beat these guys. And when I beat these guys, then we'll all beat these guys. Because they go after one podcast and we beat them. That'll be that. Yeah. We lose. They, they go, go after, after the more. rest. Jeez, that's how. That's now, see, this is not true. What what he's making it sound like is like podcasting itself, the the... Making a show somehow is is being is threatened by trolls. It's not true. That's how it goes. And uh, again, you want to be part of the good fight. You go to fundanything.com. And by the way, their patent uh, is some, uh, sorry forward slash patent trouble. Just go to fund anything. You'll you'll see it there. But their 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 patent. It's not like they invented podcasting. Well, uh, actually, they patented a process which was awarded by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is still unclear to me what patent they hold and how it pertains to us. Yeah, I think if you're going to what? if you're going to, if you're going to solicit a million dollars from people, you might want to know what it's about. That's ridiculous. I don't know what it's about, but give me money. Yeah, I, I I'm really not liking this. Yeah, it's some obscure. It's like a sequencer. No, it's not obscure. It's like a playlist. And you can read it in the document. It's not that hard to understand. It's not. Why don't we just get, maybe it's more effective. What if you were just to hire a, a brainiac uh, to just invent an alternative? And just Let's all switch over to that. There's, here's a guy who understands how patents work, huh? Jeez. Dr. Drew, stick to giving people medication. <laughs> I, Wouldn't I, that be interesting? Uh, and getting paid for it. I'm sorry. I think there's still go you had been using. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Chris Maxipata may know more than me, but. Audio episodes. Or audio in an episodic order, kind of like a playlist. Yes, thank you. No, that's like some guy who's the engineer. He understands. He understands. Adam Carolla asking you for your money does not. And that's how podcasts are released. Well, why don't we get somebody else to invent a similar sequencer? Oh, yeah, very. Doctor Drew, wow, you go to college with that brain? And just use theirs. Basically, what they're saying is well, that, no, they're saying we have a patent on that no, I technology, and the technology so you can't rip that off. They can use a different. You look at it in a wider standpoint. They're saying that iTunes is illegal. Oh yeah, no, there's no. They're not saying it's illegal. They're saying that they need to pay a fee for their license, and iTunes has already done that for playlisting, and they will do it for podcasts as well. To me, if we lose everything on iTunes. And everything on YouTube, essentially, is just going to have to go away. I'm okay. See, this is what I mean, John. That's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah, I just, I just, it needs to be said because everybody is all on board. Save the podcast. I haven't gotten a letter. Well, you know, if the guy wants, this is the way some people operate. I mean, you might as well be watch, listening to the guy who sells seeds. 
you know, they're making a, making a lot out of nothing and trying to scare the place. It's a scare tactic. Oh, you're going to lose the greatest podcast yes. ever, This our show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I suppose you could. And then you, I don't know. Putin! <laughs> Just seems fishy. I got one for you. Yeah. So this guy, there's a guy on MSNBC, and as much as I hate going over there, but wow, Chris Hayes, oh. who is the protege of Rachel Maddow. Uh, I think it, you've never seen them in the, in the same picture at the same time. No, and he used to substitute host for her. Uh -huh. The difference is she's a fast talker. He's a really fast talker. Mm. And so the, I think people who are inclined to be left-wingers or libs, as the right guys like to call them, which I don't like the term, uh, if you talk fast, that means you're smart. Or <laughs> I'm not really? sure. But he talks fast to, to pretend he's smart, and he just glosses stuff over. Yeah. Here is Here he is talking where he mentions Common Core. Oh, boy discusses it in a generality. He's got two people that he's talking to, the first two, these two guys, that are just generalizing about, you know, how great it would be if everything was a charter school and all the rest. And there's this this woman, and you'll hear the female voice, and they're going, hmm, every so often. And she's a teacher, and she has questions about uh, Common Core being worth a crap, and she doesn't really want to confront Chris because he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he just glosses everything over. It's a political deal. But it's just fun to listen to this clip. Kids are going to be assessed on what they've actually learned. Now, David Coleman, who played a role in shaping those Common Core standards and is president of the College Board, is the person actually working on both ends of this. Yeah, so David, David Coleman, just so people are clear about the Common Core thing that's happening, right? Some sort of a substantive body of knowledge that American school children, school children across the country should know is what the Common Core is, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 well, that's the idea, right? right? I mean, the substantive body of knowledge, and the SAT test, which has always been prayed as an aptitude test, your abilities as opposed to knowledge, is now being designed to more mirror some kind of body of knowledge. Um, wh what do you think about that? About the Common Core? Well, the mirroring between the two. Um, you know, I think it's sort of a backdoor way of sort of having, you know, an external control mechanism over our schools. I mean, if you align the SAT to Common Core, then you're going to force high schools right. to really uh, adhere to the Common Core. It's like backdoor curricular power, right? Exactly. If the SAT says you have to know this thing, it doesn't matter what exactly. your local school district or anyone else decides. You're going to have to teach And it's very it. interesting timing as parents and teachers across the country are standing up to Common Core. There is a, there's a fascinating trans-ideological partner, the, 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 the kind of coalition building against the Common Core, which is a kind of another yeah. thing to get into, <laughs> is sort of left-right thing that's happening, Sorry. which is fascinating. It's kind of what uh, Grant Greenwell Don't Raff does. You gotta be talking about you. First, you gotta be talking about Common Core, and then we, and whenever someone's almost going to interrupt you, so talk a little bit louder. Little, little, little. He's horrible. Yeah, hold on. Where two plus three is approximately four in the common core. <laughs> Forgot to play the jingle, man. <laughs> hey, I got a good uh, wait, wait, Fukushima can I, wait, 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 story can I, can, I, can I just stay with common core for one sec? Oh, sure. Yeah. I love common core. <laughs> I have heard that about you. I, I, as I mentioned earlier in the, in the, in the, uh, the podcast, I watched the first episode of Chicago Land. Yeah, I Which, did too. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did not realize that, that this is all from a year ago. I thought it was kind of like the Kardashians where they'd be, you know, a couple weeks behind. You know, not that bad. Not yeah, like no, a it's year. Long, it's old. And, uh, and so, and I immediately went and did the research. I felt a little dumb that I hadn't figured this out earlier. Um, th so this first episode was all about closing public schools 
And instead of 55, he wound up closing 50. Um, and since that time, guess how many charter schools have been opened in Chicago? I don't know, 50? Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So the whole thing about, oh, you know, we need to consolidate, it was bull crap. It was all together. And there was one line, and I, I didn't clip it, there was one line where someone said, this whole thing about closing the public schools is just to open up new schools with rich white people's names on them. Like, you know, Bill Gates School. And there was another line in there where I had to look it up. I couldn't believe my ears where Ram Emanuel says, you know, we have, how many Gates scholars do we have? I'm like, Gates, like Rhodes scholars? But it's Gates scholars. It's literally Bill and Melinda Gates scholarships. The Gates, Gates scholars. scholars. Gates Millennium yeah. Scholars. Yeah. Good one, Bill. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know what the point is of this other than it is really meant to polish Rahm Emanuel, make him look like some super guy. Uh, but is he running for president? What is he? What is the oh, point? He's going to probably run for state senator or something. He's going to run for yeah. He's going to run for something Congress, big. Yeah. And I and Miss Mickey was watching with me, and I don't think she was around when we started the first convers. Well, she was around, but when we started the first conversations about Emmanuel, uh, about the finger, and you and I know exactly what the finger's about. But in this first episode of Chicago Land, he's telling like some you know some seven year olds or eight year olds, say hey you know I I. I was, you know, someone said, be careful, you shouldn't be, you know, doing that, and I wasn't careful, and then, you know, my finger, I lost my finger. And Mickey looks at me and says, that wasn't a good story. That sounds like it's a mob thing. I'm like, yes, that's what they do. They chop off your finger if you don't play nice. And he, he, he could not tell the, the pure story about what happened to his, the half of his finger being chopped off. He did not have an actual story. He didn't say, I was using a saw. Yeah. The finger. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I guess you didn't like the whole thing at all. About what? The show? Yeah, Emmanuel. No, I didn't like... You know, the show, I didn't like the show. I found it to be a piece of propaganda. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't even watch the whole thing, so you got more out of it than I did. Well, I, I will continue to watch this, if only to see if Robert Redford put some well, chapstick on. <laughs> that's all you... Yeah. <laughs> So this is an interesting, I got a couple interesting stories here. This is what people do in their spare time because it's such a horrible situation. It has to be corrected. It's, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable to me that, that this hasn't, that this is even taking place. Now this clip is the do, uh, Google Doodle controversy, part one. Oh man, I have not heard of this. According to a report by American activist movement Spark, which works to improve women's representation in the media, Google Doodles, which are the drawings, animations, or sometimes quirky games that replace the Google logo to celebrate holidays, anniversaries, and the lives of historical figures, underrepresent women and favor white men. As this infographic illustrates that the 445 Doodles published between 2010 and 2013, <laughs> over 80% were honoring men, with just one in five commemorating a woman. The document also shows us that non-white people are somewhat ignored and account for less than 10% of Google's online tributes. The study comes with a petition urging the American firm to work to fix the imbalance in the choice of doodles. <laughs> okay, if I understand properly... Fix the imbalance in the choice of doodles. <laughs> the Google doodles are... Uh... 
there's inequality in the doodles. It's doodle inequality. Yeah. Really? It must be stopped. <laughs> Someone has to stop the Google doodles. <sighs> so they, oh, go, wow. they do a follow-up, and then they, they, part two talks about a couple of people they're recommending, especially, you know, because that way they get a couple of women in there. And this is the best they can come up with. Dears from Google users, the team at Spark have posted a list of suggestions on their Tumblr blog. It includes Josephine Baker, for example, and Indian-American astronaut Kalpana Chawla. The organization says these are just some of the many women who, given their accomplishments, deserve to be recognized in a Google Doodle. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Josephine Baker, a jazz dancer, so important to the history of civilization. How about they Ma need to have her. How about Ma Baker? That would be cool. And then, yeah, and then Chola is just one of many astronauts who just so just coincidentally as a woman and what has she done that's so famous? Just by getting the job, she should be on a Google Doodle. Yeah, why Are you not, kidding why, me? Why not put uh, Sandra Bullock on there? What well, exactly? All the actresses. Yeah, but every Lindsay single Lohan, actress, yeah. Let's put her on. A doodle. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, hey, now you're talking some sense. Fine. Where's Judy Garland? That's right. Oh, oh, I just got another rainbow thing. All right. Oh, it's funny. I thought that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. People obsessing over the idiocy of Google Doodles. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, let's go to this one. This now, tell me what you find wrong with this report. This is a, one of the anniversaries. There's a big protest about the Fukushima. You know, we got to keep this in the news somehow since it can't seem. I had a, actually a clip from a couple of shows ago where they're not, they're actually the fish that are being in the area aren't even getting that radioactive. <laughs> Becoming a huge problem publicity-wise. It's but a problem. This, the fish are not radioactive enough. Yeah. And so now here's the Fukushima report on our local news uh, network. Bay Area anti-nuclear activists today mark the upcoming three-year anniversary of the earthquake and tsunami that led to that disastrous meltdown at the Fukushima nuclear plant in Japan. Demonstrators said they were honoring the 16,000 people who died in the 2011 quake and tsunami and standing in solidarity with those forced from their homes because of radiation. On the March 11, 2001 tsunami damaged the Fukushima plant and led to a meltdown in three of the plant's six nuclear reactors. Following the meltdown, 160,000 people were forced to flee their homes. About 50,000 people may never be allowed to return. Uh, this is very interesting. They're returning now. They're returning as we speak. Well, here's the other thing. I like the way they slip in this stuff. Now, this could have been a misread. Like the meltdown, meltdown, meltdown? Well, besides meltdown, 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 and we know these aren't meltdowns. Technically, they're, uh, they're um, well it, incidents. Yeah, there is no technical term right, called no meltdown. Technical, but they like to use the word. But to slip in out of the blue, and you didn't even notice it because I, it, you have to. I, what, I, what I heard is uh, the 11,000 people died. Tsunami. 16. Tsunami, and they, it said tsunami. So they slipped in the tsunami death along with the this whole report about Fukushima. That's how I heard it. Yeah. Well, how about this for an idea? It's sixteen hundred, not sixteen thousand. <laughs> wow. Good catch. Damn, I didn't know that. I didn't. I did. I. I see. I'm even. I wouldn't believed it. Yeah. This is so, the problem we have. So the um, this was a level five event. Uh, there's only been two level five events that I know of uh, with reactors. One is this one, Fukushima, and the other one was Chernobyl. 
And I can't believe that John Kerry even goes to Kiev. Yeah. Which right is the, the, the official pronunciation of Kiev is Kiev. Uh, if you're an elitist. I Here's can't believe, another thing I can't believe he goes. You know the global warming thing? There's all these people there. How come the same people that are all in with global warming and bitch about, you know, everyone else being Dang. science deniers uh -huh. are all denying, they're the deniers of what, nu nuclear power? Uh, Why is it the same exact people? Uh, because uh, the starfish will die. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Is IPCC, no, uh, in the United Nations uh, chief uh, warmest, Christina, Chris, Christiana Figueres, uh, she's in charge of the all things uh, UN. She's really the spokeshole for uh, climate change. And she has a new meme for us as she talks about uh, what is happening in the world. There is no doubt that um, no doubt. experiencing these um, weather events, which I call experiential evidence of... <laughs> I love it. Experiential evidence oh, wow. of, of climate change does raise the issue to the highest political levels. Um, and it does something else, which I think is actually, it's unfortunate that we have to have these weather events. But there is a silver lining, if you wish, because these weather events, what they remind us is that solving climate change, addressing climate change in a, in a timely way is not a partisan issue. It's not like these weather events affect those who are on the left of the political scale or those who are on the right. <laughs> it doesn't matter it where doesn't you matter. are in politics. Matter. Nationally matter. or internationally, matter. you weather get wasn't the climate, same but okay. impact. No. The longer we wait to have policy that, that positively affects I thought it was the too late. Um, <laughs> trajectory of emissions, the more of these events we're going to have. Ah, more events. Experiential evidence. We're going to have more weather. That's what she's saying. Ladies and gentlemen, the weather report is more weather is on the way. Yeah, and that's all good. The only reason we're having more weather is because of weather. climate change. <laughs> that's right. It's and it's weather. because we have too much CO2. So I didn't realize this. I'm watching the show called Echo Company. And there's the, you can play the opening to the show and get an idea what it's. It's one of the kids' shows that plays on Saturday morning to brainwash the kids. <laughs> and you get this is what, what you end up hearing at the time. Coming up next on Eco Company, a new superhero is the Green Cape Crusader, Mr. Eco. This right here is my bag. Be saving this the planet one rat verse at a time. Reusable bag. Reusable bag. Uh, my mission as Mr. Eco is to turn everybody into eco heroes. Because if they're living sustainably and doing the things that I talk about in my rap songs, then they're all superheroes working to save the planet. We catch up with the guy who's bringing his green message to kids with music. And this group of young activists has it all covered. I uh, just became involved with this organization that was in my community called Kids Against Pollution. I started a nonprofit organization called Kids vs. Global Warming. They're changing the world around them, one idea at a time. Plus, plugging in. We're running out of oil, and we have to use alternate energy sources. So I think it's really great to use electricity instead of gas. We catch a ride with the founder of the Green New Movement. Find out what's driving her mission. Those stories and more coming up on Eco Company. I'm getting a vasectomy. I, I, I don't want to, I, I can't have any kids anymore. This is no good. By the way, in the chat room, um, nuclear waste 
Yes, uh, that is 1970s technology. Breeder reactors, 1950s. Yeah, breeder reactors. Uh, thorium. There's there's so many new technologies. Uh, it's insane. But no, let's not investigate that. Let's just yell. Let's just yell at everybody. Yeah, and and, just, and don't worry. And, and don't worry. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Science. And, science. and don't worry because once they light off another one of those things in Ukraine, you're gonna love. Enjoy your solar energy. All right, enjoy it. And your gas, your low-carbon gas. So the kid that was listed there as the kid against global warming, kids against global warming, because, you know, it's so important for the kids involved in this. This is the clip of him further deeper into the show, and this is the Al Gore clip, and tell me you didn't know about this. Okay. It's stuck. Yeah. Next up, meet Alec Lures, high school student and climate project presenter. And we'll say this, he's one busy guy. I've spent the last three years traveling around the country giving presentations about climate change to, to schools and different environmental events and really representing the, the youth when it comes to, to climate change. Lures was just 15 when he signed up to be trained by the Climate Project and Vice President Al Gore. But that's not even the start of it. As an eighth grader, he founded Kids vs. Global Warming to draw attention to climate change and things like sea level rise. Anything we can do to lower our carbon footprint will really make a huge difference. And living our lives in a way that we, we consider how all of our actions impact future generations and, and nature and, and everyone to come. It's a message he plans to continue taking on the road. So just how important... All right, so this kid, uh, who apparently is in high school but doesn't go to school, he just travels around giving speeches <laughs> to other high school kids, Yeah, was trained, trained at the Climate Project when he was 15. What is this, a brainwashing camp? Well, th- uh, apparently all of this is one big brainwashing exercise. Well, yeah, there's that. If but you, this if, was, I was, I didn't know that Al Gore ran a, a a concentration camp of climate <laughs> propaganda. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, Hiroshima. I was taken aback by that personally. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, if you, from from some nuclear dudes, HiroshimaSyndrome.com. You can also say Hiroshima, but HiroshimaSyndrome.com. Uh, there's uh, there's daily uh, updates on uh, Fukushima. And some really good, deep, detailed background from scientists. And you might learn something. Gee, would it kill you to learn something? Teach your kid, make your kid read this. And, you know, and, and give your kid a prize after they've read something. Give them the big red fire engine or something. Because they're being indoctrinated with very, 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 very dangerous information. Because it's, it's not healthy, this. This is just not healthy. And it's not, not nuclear waste. Uh, yeah, it's, it's that's another reason not to be in the chat room. Uh, well, I, I got to keep my eye on it. Yeah, I, I'm glad you do. I did want to uh, read a funny little list that uh, the uh, the Chiners put out their state council, the State Council Information Office of the People's Republic of China, uh, published a report titled "Human Rights Record of the United States in 2013." Uh, and, I, and since uh, Glenn Greenwald will be speaking at a human rights uh, now conference yeah from uh, Skype uh yeah but it's you know he's speaking it of all people Grant Greenwald don't rap he should know that Amnesty International's human Amnesty International is run by the United States State Department Mr. Greenwald uh why are you uh in bed with them are these not the, the are you not against them are you not trying to fight them 
So that's I find that weird. Um, so anyway, the Chinese, not to be outdone, have their own little propaganda arm. But I thought we'd just run down this first little page of uh, their view of the United States uh, uh, and the world's uh, the so-called world judge of human rights. Uh, here is what they have um, uh, written down and summed up uh, uh, the um, United States record on human rights in 2013. Are you? Do you got a pen? John, you want to write this down? I'm writing this down, Adam. In 2013, 137 people died in 30 mass killings, which caused four or more deaths each in the United States shooting rampage. In the headquarters of Naval SEALs Command Center in Washington, D.C., 12 people alone were left dead. The U.S. engaged in a tapping program codenamed PRISM, exercising long-term and vast surveillance both at home and abroad. The program is a blatant violation of international law and seriously infringes on human rights. The use of solitary confinement is prevalent in the U.S. About 80,000 U.S. prisoners are in solitary confinement in the country. Some have even been, been held in solitary confinement for over 40, that's four zero years. Yeah, that number may be low, too. <laughs> Sorry, Chiners. That's a low, you're lowballing us. The U.S. still faces grave employment situations with its unemployment rate remaining high. Rates of unemployment for the lowest income families have topped 21%. The homeless population in the United States has been swelling, climbed to 16% from 2011 to 2013. That may also be on the low end, actually. They're low ball on us everywhere. There are a large amount of child laborers in the agricultural sector in the U.S., and their physical and mental health has been seriously harmed. Is this true? Well, this uh, this may be a bit of an exaggeration at some level because it it's so okay to have families, you know, if you like a family farm and you want to and the kids do some work that's counted as child mm, labor. Okay, all right. Frequent drone strikes by the United States and countries, including Pakistan and Yemen, have caused heavy civilian casualties. The U.S. has carried out 376 drone strikes in Pakistan since 2004 causing deaths of up to 926 civilians. Again, I think you'd be lowballing us, China. And the U.S. remains a country which has not ratified or participated in a series of core U.N. conventions on human rights, such as the International Covenant on Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights, the Convention on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women, the Convention on the Rights of the Child, and the Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. Man, we are nasty buggers. So the next time someone says, hey, let's go invade that country because uh, human rights, refer to this document. I'm surprised they didn't go into the total number of prisoners and some of the they have that. Well, it's, more egregious. The, yeah, it's 30 pages. I'm just giving you the highlight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just no. giving you the, the, top, the top line page there. Top line only. Well, we do good work around the world. The way I see it, and I, I think these kinds of reports are just reflect negatively on the country. In fact, you, let's take a look at Libya and take a listen to the Libya update so we know what we've accomplished. Two and a half years after the fall of Muammar Gaddafi, Libya is sliding out of control. That's what Western countries say they're afraid of on the margins of a conference on Libya in Rome. Infighting between rival factions has put a dent in the country's energy exports and the ongoing absence of a stable political structure is making the situation worse. Excellent. Excellent work, everybody. Rubble eye. <laughs> Wait, someone, I think, hold on a second. I think someone sent me a rubble eye, <laughs> rubble eye's jingle. 
man, tell do man. Maybe I'm wrong. So, so I've ran into this one story that I think is kind of interesting. It's a little anti-Israeli, uh, so it'll perk everyone's ears up. But I think this was, you know, they they make this out to be one thing. It's obviously what's going on here. It's a Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding kind of a situation, which happened in the ice skating. But listen to the. This is just beneath. This is one of the worst, egregious sickening things you can do if you're a competitive sports guy. Some 3,800 people have signed this online petition urging FIFA, the international governing body of football, to suspend Israel from its competitions. Campaigning against Israel's Football League membership has stepped up a notch following an incident at the end of January when Israeli soldiers reportedly shot two Palestinian football players, Johanna Sajaha, age 19, and Adam Halabia, age 17, in the feet and legs. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't understand. I don't quite understand what happened there. These guys are the competitors. They're, you know, another team, the Palestinian <laughs> soccer team. And they they, did, they pulled the Kerrigan and they... Uh, they they, some guys shot Tanya these guys Harding. in the legs and feet. Oh, well, yeah. And then they, oh, they're terrorists. <laughs> yeah, right. So then now everyone's up in arms about it because it's like, well, we didn't you know the Israeli football team. Oh, we didn't know. I was, who knew? Meanwhile, these guys can't play anymore, obviously, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, it's a scandal. I think it's it's ridiculous, and it's obvious it was done on purpose. All right, and well, it's like Nancy Kerrigan, Tonya Harding. You know, she bashed her knee. Well, if you're anyway, going to do that's that. That's my anti-Israel. Yeah. Thing. All right, well. Then it's the best I can do. Then I'm going to uh, play a clip from uh, uh, an Alabama state legislation legislature sitting hearing thingy. Uh, you know, all, all these southern states, you know, we're all crazy about the abortion. We all want to ban the abortion, uh, which I think is called re reproductive rights. I always find, find that to be hilarious. <laughs> abortion is reproductive rights. Um, and uh, so there was a bill that was uh, introduced by, uh, I think, a white woman. And it's pertinent to the story. And uh, State Representative Alvin Holmes, Democrat, um, he was very clear uh, about how abortion laws work and, and when white people do and don't want them. And I found this to be the most outrageous, uh, racist statement. I, I don't know. You tell me what you think. I was kind of blown away by it. If okay. you ask the people in here now to raise their hand that those who are against abortion, 99% of all of the white people in here gonna raise their hand that they are against abortion. On the other hand, 99% of the whites that are sitting in here now if they daughter got pregnant by a black man, they gonna make her, her daughter, their daughter have an abortion. They ain't gonna let her have the baby. Did you want to hear more of this? This guy. What is wrong with this guy? Oh, there's no mulattoes in all of the state. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. This is good. Okay, let him go. Now I know you just listen. You know the truth sometimes hurt. I know it's hard to say that. 99% of those of you sitting here now, if your daughter got pregnant by a black man, 
You gonna make her have an abortion. You not gonna let her have the baby. What planet is this guy from? Nine and nine percent. Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, you can have no little black baby. Uh, uh, she got two other white children, and then she gonna have a little, little, little black baby gonna be running around there on the in, in the living room or in the den with the rest of them. They're not gonna let that happen. <laughs> I love how he's framing this. If you got two little white babies, you're not gonna have a black baby running around. What? <laughs> Yeah. Vote this guy out. You know <laughs> that, and I know that. You will never admit it. You know that, and I know that. And all this stuff about the abortion and this and that, oh, that's just a con game. <laughs> that's, that, that's for whites, ain't for blacks. And I asked this lady, I said, I thought you, you she said, her daughter's going to have an abortion. I said, I thought you was against abortion. She said, yeah, but my daughter got pregnant by this black man. (laughs) So he has an example, apparently. Normally you give a name, but he has an example. And, uh, oh, no, we got to have an abortion because my daughter got pregnant by a black man. This is, uh, I I don't understand why this is not on MSNBC. (laughs) Why, why are they not? Only the No Agenda show would carry such a clip. Now, it's politically incorrect to even have that guy talking. Now, he does ask the white woman what she do. <laughs> it's another 40 minutes, 40 seconds. He asked the white woman, and she's, she has a great, she just is great with her comeback. In it. I said, and you're not going to let her have their baby? She said, oh, no. Oh, no. 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 She thought I was crazy. If you had a daughter, she got pregnant by a black man, you let her have the baby. I'm asking you. Yes, sir. Pardon me? Yes. Speak up a little loud, I can't hear you. Yes, sir. Then after, then after the baby's born, what you do with it? Let it run around in my living room and enjoy it as my <laughs> grandchild. Get the mother a little blonde. I love, what are you going to do with that black baby? Let it run around the living room. Throw a saddle on it. Man. <laughs> yeah. Alvin Holmes, Democrat Montgomery, Alabama. Yeah, vote I would call that, that guy, guy racist. Yeah. Vote yeah, that that's guy not get played out. Vote him. Uh, no, of course not. You can't play that. Oh, it would be racist just to play it. It and- would be racist to play it. That's the problem. And that's L. Sharpton be against it. Yeah, exactly. Rachel would be against it. So they're not going to play it on MSNBC. And Fox, they don't have the guts to play it. No. And they're Democrats, like you said. Yeah. yeah well, they're right, well, I got a couple of things about Women's Day, which was yesterday, by the way. How did we miss it? Well, it was yesterday. I don't know why we missed it. But we did. There's two stories here. One's short. Just is a story. This, I, I am, was amused by the first one, the Women's Day and the, and the free clip. You can play that if you want. Women around the world are marking International Women's Day today in the Philippines. Thousands gathered to form a giant female symbol. The event may become a record for the largest human (laughs) formation. Women in the Bay Area held several marches and protests, including one by a Filipino group, which called for an end to labor trafficking and justice for victims of Typhoon Haiyan. John, what an opportunity is missed here. We could have a, a Google Doodle of a women thimble formation. 
Yeah, well, it was the uh, women's symbol, yeah. Well, anyway, the, 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 if you play the rest of the clip, it was followed immediately by this. Well, hundreds of Bay Area girls today were able to pick out their perfect prom dress free of charge. Whee! The Princess Project is now in its 12th year. Okay, so much for Women's Day. <laughs> now, the other Women's Day story, which I thought was just like, what? I hope women feel... to see the visuals. There's about 20 women, max, mm-hmm. that decided to... And they were all... Well, and I, I would like to reintroduce the term battle axes mm-hmm. with the, with code pink T-shirts. They're all in their, you know, probably mid-50s. They're a bunch of, and they're a bunch of goofballs. And so they've decided they're going to have international, celebrate International Women's Day by going to Egypt and then going to Gaza. And they were just Women's kicked out of the country so. unceremoniously, basically. But you have to see these, but play the clip and you can hear those idiots. <laughs> Women's rights are important every day of the year, but March 8th is International Women's Day in Egypt. About 100 women activists, most of them from Europe and the United States, had hoped to enter the Gaza Strip through the Rafah border crossing to celebrate. But many of them were deported before they could even reach the Palestinian enclave. Sonia Dridi and Shirley Sitbon report. They'd hoped to spend Women's Day in Gaza, but Egyptian authorities didn't let them carry out their plan. Dozens of pro-Palestinian women activists from Europe and the U.S. traveled to Cairo, hoping to reach the enclave from here. But the Rafah border crossing remained closed for everyone. When the women started protesting at the Cairo airport, many of them were forced to fly back to their countries. Let me get this straight. You're part of some clique and you want to go to, to celebrate International Women's Day by going to Gaza? What kind of a bunch of... What is this? Yeah, well, this is women who have nothing better to do. Who don't... Clearly... All, most of them are all code pink, by the way. Ah. Oh, that's right. I think uh, the, the leader, the code pink leader, didn't she get uh, uh, detained? And she was saying, where's my embassy? My embassy, my, my State Department not helping me. What's her name? Mina? Yeah, her name? I Amina? think you're right. Yeah. Ah. All right. Now, I just found it to be. You know, weird, I, right? I love I love women. I love women who are activists. I love women who are who run things. I love women who boss me around. Quite frankly, I love it when women are running things. I really do. This is disturbing. This is this is no good. Then they get kicked out. Huh? What a shocker. Uh, we need more doodles. We need more doodles. <laughs> all right, all right. I think we should uh, quit while we're ahead before you know before women like start to catch on that uh, I'm misogynistic. Yeah, well, we knew that. All righty, everybody. Um, John and I will be tweeting from South by Southwest as we are roaming the streets and uh, hunting down all the cool apps. Yeah, if you see me, say hi. That's right. Uh, we'll be at the Gaga uh, keynote. Gaga's giving a keynote. Wow. <laughs> Believe it or not, I've already got Miss Mickey in. Yeah, you did. Good oh, yeah. for you because you know she's she's does she qualify as a little monster? <laughs> All right, I I'm about to be squashed into a Google Doodle. So <laughs> with that, uh, I thank you all for your courage. I would like you to remember to support this program uh, for the work that we do, not to be given to some lawyer under some dubious pretense, Dvorak.org slash N-A. Jean-Claude will be on the Tweet Show and uh, coming to you from FEMA Region 6 here in Austin, Texas. 
In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I have no more bottled water. What a shame. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Thursday right here on No Agenda. I'm Joe Biden, and thank you for taking the time to listen. There's no real conflict. Five, four, three, two, one. Fabulous. Dvorak.org slash N-A.